Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline take a trip down easy street nba style welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. It was a jaw-dropping story that happened over the weekend. A James Harden. James Harden, everyone buzzing about what James Harden did over the weekend, uh, and it did not involve scoring a basket. I don't believe he was arrested. We'll have to check the police blotter. But James Harden agreeing to a four-year extension with the Rockets. Now, typically, we do not care about such things, right? I mean, it doesn't generate much conversation. Okay, he got an extension. That's great. 
Woohoo! Uh, but this is different. Now, why is it different? In this particular case, it is the exception to the rule. We are talking about something known as a super max extension. What the hell is a super max extension? This is the new thing in the NBA that is guaranteeing James Harden $228 million. And that contract runs through the 2022-2023 NBA season. That's right. James Harden, that is not uh, some erroneous number. I know you throw numbers around on radio and it's hard to keep track. But James Harden will make an average of $38 million per year. If he gets into a situation where he can't make a shot anymore, if he ends up with a limp, he still gets $38 million a year. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. So let's talk about this because uh, I got a lot of reaction. I was I was away this weekend, but judging by the reaction, uh, the, the usual suspects come out hemming and hawing and whining and complaining about such things. So the question is this. What do you make of what is a record-setting contract, a contract that is going to become the new normal for the top 2% or 1% of NBA players that are eligible for this super max contract. This is the beginning. You, you got to get used to these kind of basketball payday numbers. So when I heard about this and I was like, ah, okay, James Harden, I, you know, the, the amount of money. The first reaction I had was breathtaking, right? And the other one I had was, and judging by the reaction, heartburn causing. And we'll walk you through this. Number one, the whale size of this particular contract is astonishing. James Harden is going to make $3.2 million every month. That is how much money this man is going to take home. $3.2 million. Every week, his weekly nut is $730,000 per week. Damn! You want to continue through the funny math? How about every day of this contract, James Harden, you know how some days you wake up, you just don't feel that good. You're like, ah, oh, this sucks. But I got to get out of bed. James Harden's going to make over 100000 104000 per day. Per day, whether he feels good or not. Bad game. When he doesn't show up to a playoff game, an elimination game, he checks out, he still gets the 104000 per day. Now, people smarter than me have done the math on this. They, they claim that per hour, like I don't know how much you make per hour, but a, a, what's a good hourly salary? If you have a job where you're doing pretty well for yourself and you get paid by the hour, what would a really nice hourly salary, salary be? And you got a number in your head what you think that is. $35 an hour, $50 an hour. Boy, $100 an hour. Woo-wee! Uh, James Harden will get $4,000 per hour. $4,000. We can go on and on. Oh, I'm not done, but wait, there's more. Every minute James Harden under this new Supermax contract gets, every minute, $72 a minute. It's uh, insane. Every second. Yeah, we got seconds. $1.2. $1.20 per second. All right, so you add it all up, and it is truly a breathtaking amount of wealth 
and riches that have come the way of one James Harden. Great cash, homie. Now, the second part of this, for the, the crowd, and I've heard from, from you, that despise this kind of thing, that hate when an athlete gets paid, uh, we have the 180-degree reaction, the opposite reaction. James Harden is a basketball mercenary. That's what he is. He's a, he's a hired gun. He happens to be playing for the Rockets right now. And this clearly rubs many people the wrong way. Uh, and if you've listened to sports radio over the years, you've heard it. I've dealt with it over the years here. The crowd that believes, and I, before you call, don't need to call, I know your argument. I've heard all the arguments. Teachers and firefighters, police officers and nurses, they're the ones that should be getting these kind of salaries. Not a basketball player. I've heard it. People complain and all this. Of course, there's some problems with that. And the problems mainly are the way the world is set up. It's, it's the ugly truth. A, nobody, to my knowledge, is able to pay money to sit around and on a nightly basis pay to watch teachers. Now, you do pay to go to college, but you're not paying like you would pay to watch James Harden run down the lane and get fouled and shoot a couple of foul shots. Uh, firefighters, certainly when you have a fire, you need firefighters, right? If you, and if uh, your house is being burglarized and uh, you're there, you're going to call the police, but you're not going to pay on a daily basis for those those kind of things. The, the amount of money is just not there. And beat James Harden, again, this is one of those things we don't have verification. We're going to assume that James Harden did not put a knife or a pistol to the rocket ownership and hold them hostage and demand the Supermax contract. James Harden is rich. He is really rich right now. Leslie Alexander, Les Alexander, the longtime owner of that basketball team in Houston, is wealthy. Uh, Leslie Alexander is worth about $2 billion, depending on how the stock market does. So worth about $2 million. And so he's the one that's actually writing the checks. And, and the last thing, this is – Totally separate. This is a totally separate situation from the wages of regular jobs, which are very important jobs and jobs that we must have in a civilized society. But, again, no one's paying extra for those type of positions. So the bottom line, James Harden, you got to look at this one before you go nuts here. James Harden is like an actor, and he has just signed on for another 410 episodes of what the Rockets think is a hit TV show. They think this is a very popular show. It's Breaking Bad NBA style. And so he will get per episode. If you if you look at it this way, there's we're just basing this off the regular season, the four years, the 82 games, uh, and you add up the full length of this contract, Harden will get over $500,000 per episode of a Houston-based reality TV show. The postseason... That's bonus. Now, he gets paid extra for the postseason. Uh, clearly, the Rockets feel that Harden is going to generate enough revenue to make this contract a positive. I'm assuming that someone who does the bean counting in Houston did a cost-benefit analysis, and they believe they're going to come out ahead. And if you base this on, well, who goes and sees games? Do you go see the uniform, or do you go see the people that are wearing the uniform you do have to sell a lot of T-shirts and knickknacks. In addition 
to the amount of TV revenue that you're going to get, that rarefied air for that kind of contract. Now, if you were to ask me, are the Rockets going to win an NBA championship with James Harden? The answer is no, they're not. Golden State's better now, and Golden State's going to be better two years from now. But that's not what this is about. That is secondary. This is always we go back to this argument all the time. That it's not amount the amount of money one earns is not directly related to how many championships they have or are going to win. That these are two totally separate arguments. And the fact is that the Rockets think they'll be in the black financially, and that is more important than anything. Now, sure, maybe they they believe they can win with with Harden, win a championship, but rather than be upset and spitting mad at the beard, James Harden. Try to find a way. Uh, here's my try to find a way to be as rich as James Harden. That's that should be the goal. Now you're not gonna be a basketball player. Forget about that. But there are other things that one can accomplish. You can come up with something. You can find a niche. Come up with an idea, whether it's a product or a solution to a problem. And if you're able to own it. You can make a ton of money. You can make more money than James Harden playing basketball. All right, it's Ben Mather's show on Fox. And if you want to join us the beginning of the week here, the beginning of the show, always the best time to get in. We'll open up the Fox phone lines. You know the number. And also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. And our Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Hey, hey. Hey, it's Fat Albert. Hey, hey, hey. Well, I just that was just two hey hey's, so sorry. Well, you were closing in on Fat Albert. I was territory. not even thinking about Fat Albert. You, I haven't you thought sure about, about Fat that? Albert in quite some time. They don't show those cartoons anymore, do they? I don't know. I don't watch many cartoons these days. Well, I mean, the Simpsons, there's you know, but... there's the whole Bill Cosby thing. I wondered if maybe well, he's in just, the times that we live in. Just maybe... guy, he just had a uh, he didn't get off on it, but they're going to have a retrial. But he, uh, for the time, is still. Oh yeah, that was not me. Now, Ben, do you, do you subscribe to the theory that what? you are what you are paid? In other words, if you are worth the money, right? Like if someone's willing to pay you that money, that means that's what you're worth. Do you subscribe to that theory? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair argument. Why not? If you now, a lot well, of, that, that, I think that also implies though that people aren't overpaid. Well, right? I, I didn't say that. He, when did I say that Harden was overpaid? I, I'm getting no. People. I'm saying we, it, there are people out there that say. That yes. if you get paid blank amount of money, that means that's your worth. That equals your worth. But then yes. I think that also assumes that no one can be overpaid because whatever you get, they're saying, well, that's your worth. Well, how much would James Harden be worth if he didn't have the beard? How much is the beard? We'll, we'll never know. Worth? We'll never know. The only reason he has the beard is because he's lazy. I don't know that that's the case. That's true. That's his look. Guys no, want to stand out and no. have a look. That's his We've look. We've talked about this before. When he was at Arizona State, James Harden, like every other slug in college, didn't want to shave because shaving's a pain in the ass. Yeah, but he didn't look like that at Arizona State. He did not have this he, kind the, of the beard, facial hair. The beard began at Arizona State as an act of defiance, as an act of protest because he didn't want to shave. And if James, Harden, if James Harden walked down the street in Houston without a beard, if he shaved the beard off, would people recognize James Harden? James Some Harden could go to would. any—I I don't think so. James Some Harden, people would. I disagree. 
Uh, James Harden could walk to any restaurant, any bar in Houston without the beard, and no one no. would recognize I don't, I don't James Harden. He doesn't look. He looks different for sure, but he doesn't look that different. Have you seen a photo yes, of what he used yes, to look I like? Have. Yes, he I have. He looks completely different. You are wrong on this. I still think people would recognize. No him. one would recognize him. Now, that, now, I, like I said, that's his look. That's why he has it, and that makes him stand out. But for that sure. adds to his marketability that he's unique. Yes, he's got yes, something. he's, he's now, got something that makes him stand out. Now, did bit. he rip this off from a baseball player? That's what I want to know. Was the beer? Now he he says that at Arizona State, Harden did this because he uh, was lazy and he wanted to shave at Arizona State. That's the legend of James Harden. But there was a relief pitcher. Uh, around, around, I want to say around that time. How long has Harden been in the NBA now? How many years has he been playing in the NBA? Been, I would been guess six run. or seven. Man, eh, maybe longer than that. Even really? Now. Yeah, time flies. I, I wonder if the time works out because remember the, the Giants had the relief pitcher. He played with the Dodgers too. Oh, Wilson, Brian Wilson. Yeah, yeah. and he used to use shoe polish on the beard. Do you think Harden enhances the beard with performance enhancing or beard enhancing products? You think well, there's some he, male grooming products he, that Harden he could, uses? He, he could have an endorsement deal with uh, just for men. I don't think he does, but I, I like he is could. That, I said, well, he I know could. he could, but like Brian Wilson was kind of obvious that he was doing doctoring of the beard. It would appear when he was with the Giants and he was really good, and then he sucked with the Dodgers. Is is that going on with Harden? Is he? How would we know? Would, would this be like a big TMZ like scandal if it turns out that? He, you know, he spends two hours a day only on male, the Ben Maller show, would it male be, scaping would it be or manscaping kind of or whatever the. Uh, which I don't, I, I don't I, think that counts as man. Is that not man? Manscaping's below the belt, right? Isn't that usually that area? Danny G's our manscaping yeah, expert. I, he knows all I'm about not that. Comment on that. Actually, Ben, manscaping is just any sort of removal of hair or styling of trimming the body. up. Yeah, okay, exactly. so it does that would fall into the category yeah. of of manscaping. And by the Bless way, you, Coop. and by the way, you were uh, right on there. Harden was drafted in two thousand nine. Oh, you know what? The time on that works because no, please. Eddie. He's Eddie, not copying Brian Wilson. Eddie. Brian Wilson was an all-star in 08, which is the he time. Has, I bet he has no idea who Brian Wilson is. He's probably a big baseball fan. Harden looks like a big baseball fan to me. But he's, a, he's from L.A. He's a Dodger fan. Absolutely. I think he is. Everyone's a Dodger fan right now. Best Actually, team in baseball. I, my my uh, biggest memory of James Harden was I was at LAX, the Los Angeles International. It's always about you. And James Harden had obviously just gotten off a a flight, and he was waiting in the same area to pick up his luggage as me, and he was just standing there all by himself. This was right after he went from Oklahoma City. Did you go give him some conversation? I did not, but I did recognize him immediately. But uh, not not anybody else did, believe it or not. He's an introvert. That's what I've heard. I'm guessing he's not going to be waiting around the luggage carousel uh, anymore. What, is he going to pay someone to go get his luggage? Yes. Yeah, like Vince Young. That always worked out for Vince, right? Pay, pay a kid a couple hundred bucks. Go get my bag, son. And yeah, he's <laughs> and making a hell of a lot more money than Vince Young. And you'll Young. be bankrupt. All right, it's Ben Mather's show on Fox. We'll take your phone calls. The whole thing. Koopa Loop is back. You heard him sneezing. He, that's a great way to, to open up the week with a nice uh, authentic sneeze there. Uh, outstanding. We'll call this one a power outage. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Go, King Eddie. Scott the Beta King. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller.
We'll get to the power outage of sorts. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, King fan Kevin writes in and says, Ben, can you please talk about the Clippers locking up Lonzo Ball this past weekend? Uh, well, Kevin, as much as I would love to gloat and to do a victory lap here, uh, A, I didn't see the game because it's Summer League and I don't watch the Summer League, and B, I'm not surprised. Uh, the, the Clippers now have the Messiah, Jerry West. Uh, everything is great. Uh, their young players, uh, judging by the, the box score, I didn't see the game, uh, but played very well in that game on Friday. And I'm just happy we don't have to hear Danny G and Koopa Loop come in here and uh, run around. Woo, woo, woo! We don't have to hear that. Uh, so I'd like to thank the Clippers for that, for at least uh, shutting up these dopes. Uh, so that that was nice. I, I enjoyed that. Oh, but we have to listen to you be a hypocrite again. That's what we have to do. What are you talking about? Oh, I, I, I I hate hero worship. That's that's totally not me. I can't stand hero well, worship. Exactly. As you call somebody the Messiah. Well, he is a Messiah, <laughs> uh, but I, I respect him, but I don't uh, fawn over him. I can call someone the Messiah without fawning over them. He's the greatest general manager. That's why he's on every uniform in the NBA is Jerry West. You know, I'm surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't have like a little wallet-sized photo of Jerry West on you right now. What's wrong with that? What if I did? Maybe I have a little Buddha doll of Jerry West. <laughs> Buddha West, we call it. Yeah. All right, uh, it's the Ben Maller show. But no, listen, they, these guys, you know these guys. Uh, the, and a lot of the Laker fanboys would have been all over me. And uh, just typical you know, radio silence. Another body blow, even in the summer league. How is that a body blow when you spend an hour or two Pointing out last week that the summer league means absolutely nothing. It does mean nothing, but you, oh, you, but, got, but, you guys okay. would have been celebrating. Well, then you got to mention, too, that well. he bounced back the very next night and had a triple-double. So. Did he shoot 39% or something like that? Oh, like he, he had how many assists and, <laughs> yes. and how many rebounds, buddy? I, I didn't see the game, so I have no I have no interest in the summer league. Much like the uh, the person at the NBA that emailed me and said there was two there was no room for us. Well, there's no room for me to watch either. So screw you. Now I, you uh, responded yeah. to that person, correct? Yes. Did he reply back? No, of oh. course not. There was no other form letter he could have sent me. He already sent me the form letter. He would have had to send the form Resend letter again. It again. He would have had to file thing. that one. Yeah, exactly. He would have had to send that one again. The schmuck from the NBA. Screw him. Horrible person, whoever that is. I will not say his name on the radio. I will not give him any attention. Uh, Boston Dave writes in and says, Ben, my sources tell me James Harden has beard-enhancing drugs mailed under his wife's name. <gasps> I don't believe he's married, though. Is Harden married? No, he's not. All right. That's a good story, though, Dave. I liked it. One of his many girlfriends gets beard-enhancing products. I'm, I'm sure that happened. A Funhouse did an audit of our Twitter accounts and determined that, let's see here, he did the did the math on this, that 97% of Coop's Twitter followers are real. Uh, Eddie, you're at 82%. I'm only at 75%, so I have a lot of fake people. And Danny G, you only have 55% according to a Twitter audit that Funhouse did. Wow. Most of your Twitter followers are fake or Almost you know, almost half are faked it. Well, you can thank those dopey FM radio stations that had us using Twitter in the early 2000s. Oh, really? I wish I had more fake followers. Can someone buy me fake followers? I think that would be great. I think you can. 
Oh, can I do that? I think you can buy. I it, have yeah. heard of some talk show hosts that have many fake followers. Oh yeah, I I, I know one. I can I can uh, pass you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can pass you, his you, know, you know you know a guy? <laughs> yes. Like, in fact, I just I, I went to the same website that uh, that person that went to? Funhouse went to. Oh, did and, you? And then typed in that person's name. This particular. And, and what did their what FSR did their host? what did their audit come up at? What was their number? Forty three percent. Forty three percent. All right. Well, now, what's your opinion of fake followers? Because I, I, no, I, I've not paid, I've not bought for any like any followers because I'm too cheap to do that. But I think these must be like the porn bots, right? At night, I, we, we I tweet at night, yes. and um, pretty much, I think there's only like seven people that like live tweet the show, and the rest are just porn bots that just retweet the stuff that we tweet. So, and sometimes they follow us. Yeah, if you're um, a sports fan, you're going to get some of these because they will assume that you are a man. Yeah, and then they want to show you their boobies. Yeah, because and, uh, um, yeah. as you guys know, my wife is as big a sports fan as anybody. Sure. And she gets these these things as well. So. Yeah. All right. So the, uh, the the Twitter audit. Well, I still got green, though. I mean, Danny's the only one that got uh, – we all got green. Danny, Danny got, like, orange. Well, the last <laughs> FM music station I was at, we would get, like, 50 to 100 new followers every day. And at least half would be bo- female bots. Really? Yeah, but there were a lot of real females too, so it okay. kind of evened out. Yeah, well, I have a lot, as you know. Many women follow me from doing the show. We're very oh, popular with sure. ladies. Uh, most most of the people that listen to the show are yeah. women. They are women. It's very odd that women love the show so much. I can't. I cannot seem to figure out the answer. To that I, I just makes no sense to me either. But thanks to Funhouse for doing the Twitter audit. So. I, I need more fake followers. Clearly, I don't know how to how to get that. I guess I'll just have to tweet more at night. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll get to that power outage. We'll get to that and charity for a millionaire. All of that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote and now back to ben maller we'll call this one the tale of the power outage Did you hear what happened in memphis tennessee over the weekend on saturday there were these huge lines outside kiosks to, to pay your power bill in memphis now why were there these massive lines to, to, to pay your power bill because there were rumors all over Memphis that an NBA star would be paying your power bill. This thing spread all over social media. The rumor was that Zach Randolph, the now former Memphis Grizzlies, headed to Sacramento. He's going to have his number retired in Memphis. But Zach Randolph had donated $1 million to a utility company. And the... The plan or the theory was that that money was going to go to pay people's utility bill. That what, what a great act of charity that Zach Randolph here to help out the poor people of Memphis and just all people of Memphis take care of the power bill. Well, it turned out that the rumor was not true uh, that, uh, yeah, Zach didn't actually pay a million dollars to the power company to help people lower their power bills. That didn't stop people from showing up. Zach Randolph actually had to tweet out that the rumor was false that he didn't donate a million dollars. He said he did make a $20,000 contribution uh, to that particular group. However, some people in Memphis claim that they noticed their power bills were lower than usual over the weekend. 
The power company said that that was because of a technical glitch. There was a mistake made, not because Zach Randolph was paying power bills. So, <laughs> who's now who's the one that started that? That's what I want to. Who's the one that gets the ball wo- rolling on that, and that ends up gaining traction? That Zach Randolph is spending a million dollars to pay people's power bills in Memphis. So much so that he actually had to comment on it. Had to, sh- to poo-poo it, to shoot it down. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Will Zach be paying people's bills in Sacramento now that he's headed to the Sacramento Kings? Probably not. Probably not. Well, speaking of paying bills, there's another story involving uh, an athlete and uh, bill paying Now, Joel Embiid gave a very detailed description of his thoughts on LeVar Ball last week on Instagram. And if you forgot that, well, Joel Embiid, it was one really good word that he used to describe LeVar Ball. And the NBA, realizing that this is inappropriate language, you cannot have inappropriate language on Instagram. Instagram is only for booty models. It is not for inappropriate language. And so the NBA reacted, and uh, Joel Embiid's commentary about LeVar Ball resulted in a $10,000 fine. Uh-oh. $10,000. That, uh, that comment cost uh, the one and only Joel Embiid, who rarely plays basketball but is very good, very good at social media. So that vulgar language, that's a problem, right? But not really a problem because somebody started a GoFundMe page to help pay for Embiid's fine to help cover the $10,000 fine. Now, I have the the page up. Now, how much money do you think has been generated? 201 people. This has been up for a day. 201 people have donated to this GoFundMe page to help raise money. The goal is to get $10,000. They claim they're going to donate it to charity. Whether that's true or not, uh, who knows. But they say 100% of the proceeds will actually go to charity. So how much did they generate? 201 people. You got a number in your head how much you think they came up with? Again, most of these people donating a small amount of money, 5 bucks here, 10 bucks here. The total as of this broadcast, as I am talking to you right now, is $2,300. And that will go to charity. Their goal is to get to 10000 Most of these people from the greater Philadelphia Area, uh, area of the Delaware Valley, shipping in five to uh, ten bucks. For us. Keep in mind that Joel Embiid, not only is he good at social media, he also makes over six million dollars to play, plausibly to play basketball with the Philadelphia 76ers. How is our uh, GoFundMe efforts going with our trip to the Super Bowl? It's a great group? question. That's a great question. Are we close to uh, Joel Embiid there? The road to Minnesota. We've already got the first leg to Vegas, thanks to our friend, the Uber driver in San Diego. And then I think we're pretty good on the way from Vegas to Minnesota because we've got a a truck driver who's willing, Attila, who's willing to take us there. Uh, So how's it looking, Coop? We we need money for food and, of course, maybe to pay for a shower along the way once in a while, deodorant, things like that. Shipping a little gas money? Yeah, we should probably pay for some gas too, yeah. Well, didn't you say you were going to uh, speak to the, the higher-ups about this to see about uh, it being all kosher? Well, we should do it, and then we should say, hey, we've raised this money, and then I think we're good. You know, mm. 
I don't know if that's the best method. I think it's a good method. It's a method that I think we should attempt. Danny G, what do you say? Well, what Danny- if they say no? We have to we just refund everybody? How does that how does that work? Well, I will keep people's no, money. Yeah, yeah. We cash it out <laughs> and we use the money for the Ben Maller show Super lunch Bowl party. foundation. Yeah. Super Bowl party. <laughs> <laughs> we still gotta keep the Super Bowl involved, I think, guys. Super Definitely. Bowl party. That's a good big, idea. We'll have a big party and we don't know where the party will be, but we'll invite people. Do it at a Southern California bowling alley. A bowling alley. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what we're doing. Cosmic do. bowling. Yes. Why not? All right. So you have there's no update on that coop, nothing. No. Did you meet Rob in Vegas? Good. He seems very upset with you, coop. This guy Rob in Vegas seems very upset with you. Coop was in Vegas. Did you come out ahead or behind, coop? Um, oh no, I, I did, think we uh, all know the answer. Yeah, I, I lost money. Okay, for sure. Good. Over uh, over under two fifty. Over under two fifty. Uh, I'll go over. Anyone want under? Over. All right, Danny. Over. Uh, it's under, but you're actually you were almost spot on. I oh. I, I came back down about two forty. About two forty. That's your limit. You, you did you have now? What's the move there? Do you go with the money you're willing to lose, or do you get money out of the bank once you get there? What's no, your- never. I I learned. Yeah. I I learned from that mistake after the first like couple times in Vegas when I was 21. Yeah. So I go with a set amount of cash that I'm willing to lose all of. That's good. And then if I come home with any of it, it's a win. That's solid. <laughs> The That's, very first time you went to Vegas, did you feel dirty taking money out of the ATM at 3 in the morning? Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> and especially when you see that it's an $8 fee to take yeah. the money out. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like uh, I love the, the show, the old show, The Sopranos, and I always get an envelope. And I feel like I'm a character in The Sopranos when I go to Vegas. I've, I've got an envelope <laughs> filled with cash, and that's my gambling money. And so I walk around like I'm a mobster, and I've got this envelope with all my cash. I like that. I should, I should do that. Yeah, it's, it's fun. You feel like you're a character in, a, in the, uh, the Sopranos. Now, m- one of my favorite – now, Cooper, did you stay up all night? Because when I go to Vegas, I love when I do the show, and I usually try to go on the weekends. I, I do our Thursday into Friday show, and the show ends at 3 o'clock in Vegas – and I get back to the hotel by the time I leave the radio station in Vegas and I get back to the hotel, it's like 3.30. I love sitting at one of the slot machines and watching the zombie-like people walk around the hotel. People, the, the women that got all dolled up to go out and have a great time that now look like they've got vomit all over their expensive dresses with the beautiful jewelry. Their makeup is running. The guys are staggering. Men helping other men stand up. It's uh, it's a war zone in those casinos at about three thirty four in the morning, and I love it. Every time I do a show, I come back. I don't go to my room. I sit in the casino at one of the slot machines, and I just observe. I watch humanity walk by, and uh, it's quite enjoyable. It's quite enjoyable because what people look like at the start of the night and what they look like by 4 in the morning are two totally different things, two polar opposite things. Uh, so that's, that's always a lot of fun. Yes, very true. I'm, I'm probably working on about, uh, let's say, maximum three hours, four hours of sleep through the whole weekend. That's good. Yeah. So. I, could he- I could hear it in his voice. Sounds fine. I hear Vegas in his voice. How, how many times did you stop on the way back? You drove, right? Is that what you did? Yes. Um, if it was up to me, oh, here we go. wouldn't have stopped at all on the way back. Uh, but every I guy was, who was it up to? I was with some friends and- yeah. I need to stretch. I need to Such a go waste to of the time. bathroom. Yeah. Such a waste of time. <laughs> yes. yeah. So we stopped to stop in Prim, and then we stopped again in 
Baker. Just, you stopped in Baker. Baker. Oh, no, we didn't Baker. stop in Baker. Oh, we stopped right. in Prim, and then we Barstow? stopped by uh, uh, Charlie Brown's on on Pear Blossom. Oh, Pear Blossom. Okay. All right. So Ben Maller's show on Fox. If you don't know the route between L.A. and Vegas, that's all uh, different language to you. But uh, there's there's four. There's three places. Three main places to stop. Right. You got Barstow, Baker, and Prim. I guess Apple Valley would be. Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Uh, be another one. All right, so the Ben Mather Show on Fox. Now, there is no Major League Baseball activity for game action on Monday. It's the all-star break in baseball, but we do have the home run derby, and so we are going to bring back an old favorite, the Derby Pick'em, the home run derby Pick'em. We'll each pick a couple of sluggers in Monday night's home run derby. Time now for the Who Am I game. This is where we pretend to be somebody else, and we'll go basketball, and here it is. Along with Wilt Chamberlain, I am the only other NBA player who has scored 50 or more points in a game for three different franchises. Again, along with Wilt Chamberlain, I am the only other NBA player who has scored 50 or more points in a single game for three different NBA franchises. Who am I? Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at facebook.com slash Show. Now live from the Geico Fox, Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Did you forget where we were working, Eddie? I think maybe it was Fox News Radio all of a sudden or Fox Entertainment Radio or... Yeah, that's yeah, what happened. Exactly. Time now for the Who Am I game, and we, I feel like I've already won. It's going to be a great week. I've already stumped that weasel, Mike from the LBC, clearly not cheating, so I am satisfied. Uh, I've done my job. He has gotten it wrong, and I'm happy about that. The Who Am I game, along with Wilt Chamberlain, I am the only other NBA player to score 50-plus points in a game for three different franchises. Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer? Sean, uh, Sean in Niagara Falls. Remember him? He hadn't called much anymore except for the game shows. He says, a real talk's stepdad. That's what Sean says. Mike from the LBC going with Charles Barkley is his answer. Captain Cliche checks in with Shaquille O'Neal. The Palm Desert Rat got it right. It's a bad job by you. It's a bad a job by you. Uh, who else do we have here? Are you a Warriors fan? Got this right as well. I don't have his name in front of me. Uh, Bernard King was guessed by John. Oh, that was uh, that was another John that got the answer right. Vince Carter guessed by Big Boy. A lot of Shaq answers. Do you have an answer, Eddie? Of course I do, man. Okay. I believe it's J.R. Reed. J.R. Reed. No, it's not J.R. Reed. The correct answer, the newest member of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Everybody wants to go to Minnesota. Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford is the answer. He's who? The Vagabond, later the Clippers. Turns out those stories about LeBron James calling to recruit Jamal Crawford and Jamal really wanting to play with Lonzo Ball, that was fake news. He didn't end up with Cleveland. He didn't end up with the Lakers. Jamal Crawford ended up playing. Uh, he's going to play in Minnesota. And he's got that much gas left in the tank, Jamal Crawford. I, I, I would predict, though, in a handful of games this year, he'll be really, really good. But he's on the wrong side of the mountain. And the Crawford's ability, he passed his prime, and so you figure the numbers are going to go down. But on a handful of games, Crawford will put up some big performances. 
for the Minnesota Timberwolves. That is a player that for many years, instant offense, the top sixth man in NBA history, Jamal Crawford. Points off the bench, number one. Let's see who's going to win the home run derby. Let's do it right now. Here we go, the 2017 home run derby pick From the wonderful world of sports, we bring you home run derby. Is that your boy Ross? Yeah, Ross Porter. Let's play baseball trivia. Oh, I love Ross. Ross is a good man. And, yes, home run derby time Monday night. I forget which channel it's on, but it's in Miami. The home run derby. We got eight participants. Koopa Loop, who is going to go with the first pick on the derby pick'em? Well, despite the fact that this guy has helped me to be yeah. the MLB Pick'em champion so yeah. far this season. No, come on. Pick your guy, Coop. Pick I'm your guy. not going to go with him. Pick your guy. I'm going to go with Pick your guy. Giancarlo Stanton. Oh. Such a loser. Oh. Such a loser. All right. Well, baseball really wants this guy to win. I would rather pick the Dodger. But baseball wants this guy to win. And so I think it's, they're going to fix it for this guy because he's the new star of the sport. I'll pick grudgingly, begrudgingly, I'll take Aaron Judge of the Yankees. Danny. I will pick the Dodger, Ben. I was yeah. there uh-huh. to see him hit that homer on Saturday and have the walk-off walk. Nice. <laughs> walk-off walk. Yeah, it was awesome. Right. Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger, your NL Rookie of the Year, is Danny's pick in the home run derby. Eddie, you got the back-to-back, so you should have an advantage, Eddie. You've got the back-to-back. I will take Mike Moustakas. Moustakas, surprise pick. And Gary Sanchez. Wow, Gary Sanchez, the longest odds. And Eddie got it back to Danny. Now you get a value yeah, pick. Yeah, I do. I'm going to go with Miguel Sano, uh, don't you know? Aha! Uh-huh. Well, you know what? Screw you, Coop. I, I don't even know who Justin Bohr is, but he <laughs> plays for the Marlins, and it's in Miami, so I'll take Justin Bohr. And, Coop, you know what that means? <laughs> Charlie Blackman. You got Blackman. <laughs> you ended up with him anyway. You didn't want him. You disrespected him, and you still got him anyway. There you go. Over the years, the Home Run Derby has become, for some, a bigger event than the All-Star Game. Now, it did jump the shark a couple years ago. It's made a comeback of late. Baseball counting on this year's Derby as a ratings bonanza. Will it live up to the hype? We will discuss. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, the vast. Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And as baseball now winds up the All-Star festivities with the All-Star game on Tuesday night on Fox, the Major League Baseball marketing department They are convinced that you are going to watch in record numbers not only the All-Star Game, but the event which is coming up tonight in Miami. It's the midsummer spectacle that is the 2017 Major League Baseball Home Run Derby, live from just outside Weed Man Hippie's house in South Beach. The balls will be flying in the air everywhere with the gaudy Marlin Art Deco display, uh, uh, the flamingos, the whole thing, in center field. Man, I love you. You've got fish tanks behind home plate, 
and you are going to have the type of headline-grabbing stars that will make the NBA marketing people envious because the, the NBA tries to get all their top young players in the slam dunk contest, and they typically do a face plant because the young guys are afraid of failing in the slam dunk contest, and so many of them are cowardly and don't want to participate. And this is baseball's version of the slam dunk contest, the home run derby. And the top of the top, the creme de la creme, are all going to be there. Aaron Judge, the marketing darling of the New York Yankees, who at one point was leading the American League in every triple crown category. That is no longer the case. You've got Giancarlo Stanton, who could be appearing for the final couple of times in a Marlin-type uniform. The expectation is he will be traded, certainly is eligible to be traded by the end of the month. The Marlins looking to unload anyone who you've ever heard of on their team. But Giancarlo Stanton on his mammoth home runs from the hometown Marlins there. Cody Bellinger from baseball's best team, the Big Blue Wrecking Crew, the Dodgers, who have been annihilating everyone. And Bellinger, a big part of that. He'll be represented. And there's several other players that have gotten some some buzz going. But those are the headliners. Those are the big three at the Home Run Derby. So, does Major League Baseball need to spice it up? Now, are those names enough? Because baseball is going to tell you, boy, those are big names. You got Judge, Bellinger, Stanton, mammoth home runs, moonshots everywhere. What more do you need? Well, I wanted to talk about this. The question here is what kind of bells and whistles could Major League Baseball add to enhance the home run derby experience? And so I wanted to pontificate about this with you. We've come up with some ideas in the past. It is – listen, the Home Run Derby is a glorified batting practice. is what it is. That's, I like going to batting practice, but that's what the Home Run Derby is, right? Glorified batting practice. How do you take it to the next level? So I have some ideas. I work in the ideas business. That's what we do here. We come up with ideas. We solve problems, and I would like to do it here as a consultant unpaid consultant to Major League Baseball. First of all, let's make this a baseball obstacle course for the Home Run Derby. Now, for television purposes, here's what I would like to do to add some potholes, a couple of cracked sidewalks into the Home Run Derby to crank it up a little bit. Round one of the the round robin of home run hitters. And they've got a an NCAA tournament-like setup where it's head-to-head competition in the first round uh, and each round. But here's what I would like to see. All right? Now, the first couple of swings, round one, traditional traditional wooden bat. You typically would see if you go out to a ballpark and you see batting practice. I'm fine with that. Now, the second round, you crank it up. No longer do you use just the traditional wooden bat. You go out and get some old Sammy Sosa bats filled with cork, and you use those bats. I want to see how far the ball goes with the bat being corked. And then the third round, now we honor college baseball. We go from the corked bat of Sammy Sosa to the ping of Omaha, Nebraska in the College World Series. So let's see some metal bats, like softball style or college baseball style. Let's see how far the ball goes there. And how about this for pitchers? Change it up on what they throw. Not just baseballs. Let's see what else 
Let's mix in some softballs. I want to see a golf ball. How far could Giancarlo Stanton with a metal bat hit a golf ball? I would like to know. Tennis balls. Now, when I was a kid, and I would play neighborhood baseball, we used to play with baseballs, but we broke some windows. So we decided, well, it wasn't our decision, the uh, the parents in the neighborhood said, we'll give you some tennis balls. Because right? it's very difficult to break a window with a tennis ball. We actually managed to do that, but we, we played with tennis balls for a while. Uh, another fun thing, racquetballs. You ever play with a racquetball? You guess if you hit a racquetball square, we hit anything square, it's going to go far. But a racquetball, you can you feel like you're at Aaron Judge when you swing the bat and you have a racquetball and you make contact. So I want to mix all these things in. Right? I'm thinking, uh, how about a ball with extra cork? I know they've juiced the ball up right now. How about that? And I want, in basketball, they've got the the, the money ball, which is on, on the racks at the three-point contest. The last ball is the the money ball. I know in the home run derby, they've tried to, to dress it up and try to do that and try to add that kind of thing. How about we put targets in the outfield, though? Like actual targets that you have to actually hit and and I think that would add another layer to it. Now, secondly, how about we have a round in the Home Run Derby where instead of the traditional soft toss overhand, you know, pitch under underhand, like uh, fungo style. Well, fungo style. Put the ball on a tee for a round, see what these guys do, like tee ball, and we'll have like a lottery. We could, we could bring the fans in on this for the Home Run Derby and uh, some schmo sitting in the bleachers We'll be able to throw a couple of pitches in the home run derby. Right? We, we need more layers to this. There's got to be some more difficulty to it. Uh, I'd like to have a point system for the home runs. For example, uh, you, you go out, they've got all these new advanced uh, statistical uh, things for baseball and, and, and where they rank. They, they know exactly where every point in the ballpark is, how far a home run goes. So I would like to see you on a point system where not all home runs are the same. If you have a more majestic home run, the arc on the home run is higher, and it's it's more aesthetically pleasing, you should get more points for that. Like the more arc you get, you get plus three. The better sounding the home run is, you get plus four. A ball in the first row of the bleachers is only worth one point, but if you hit a home run in the upper deck or out of the stadium, then it's like 10 or 15 points. You just you keep upping the point total. Now, the final word here. Now, I will watch the traditional blah home run derby. Major League Baseball should consider cranking it up. Make this more like a freak show. Make this a uh, reality-type situation. Add a ball that's on fire. How great would it be if you had a, a can of gasoline and you lit the ball on fire, you have a special glove, you throw the ball on fire. Now, this would be a problem if they foul the ball off. Or if they actually hit a home run, either way. But imagine the fans running out of the way if Cody Bellinger hits a home run and the ball's on fire and the, the crowd would be scurrying out. It'd be, oh my God, imagine how beautiful that would be on television. How ridiculous that would look on TV. Or how about the every, every, every fifth baseball, you throw a gag ball that if you hit it just right, the ball will explode like the natural, right? The ball will just come apart when it's hit. That would be good as well. And as I've said for many years, and I'm going to repeat myself here, uh, the the people in the outfield, the, usually they're kids that are shagging the balls in the outfield during the home run derby, if they are able to toss their glove up and knock a ball down, 
That that counts. That's not a home run. Let's put some obstacles out there where the little teenage kids in the outfield, when they're running around and they're trying to stop the, the home run, you know, they're trying to get the balls back, let's see them toss the ball up at the warning track. And if they happen to deflect a Charlie Blackman home run, that counts. It's not a home run. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. A man made for baseball. They will come, Ben. (laughs) You make those changes to the home run derby, they will most definitely come. Thank you, Roy. Thank you. Any changes you would like to see, Eddie, in the derby? Uh, right. Yes, everything you just mentioned would uh, would help. That would be nice. Yeah. That would get you to watch? Yes, that a flaming to, uh, baseball or something. Would that be fun? Yeah, yes, sure. I think that would be neat. That would be the final round. The golf ball. Oh, my. I was thinking the same thing about the golf ball. I did when Good I was. Good God. Everyone's done that when they're a kid, right? Oh, yeah. all, anybody likes baseball. And let me just, Who knows oh, where it landed Eddie, and what it hit? Could have killed someone for all we know, but you Eddie, just all hit it. Said, yep. Any kids who are listening, you should Don't not do, do this. Do not do this. It is wrong. I'm not. You can kill someone. That's what I'm saying. You can literally kill someone, and you could also hit the ball 700 feet. But uh, you just you should not do it. It's not right. It, it's. But boy, if you ever did do it, man, does it feel good, right? I mean, you shouldn't do it, and it's wrong, and it's inappropriate, and you could you could damage property and break car windows and. Yeah, we never did that as kids. But I'm just, you know, if you did yeah. do it, it would be awesome. Yeah. 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 We never did that, though. No, never did that. Imagine the crowd, though. Like if they if they used a golf ball for a round and the people scurrying to get out of the way. With well, the with golf, technology the these days. I mean, in, you, you know, you've probably seen golf, even if you're not a yeah. big golf guy. I, but well, they four have. T- four times a year I watch golf. They have the, you know, the graphics where you can actually track the drive and yeah. you could see it. That would be cool for the people on TV. I don't know in person if that would translate or not. It's more about TV anyway. uh, It's all about TV. I think a lot of those golf balls would leave the entire stadium. I think think there's a good chance of that. Yes. Yeah. And then we could go down two two cities over to see where they land, and and that would be awesome. It'd be great. It's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. And uh, I know you're not much of a baseball guy, Eddie, but the Los Angeles Dodgers I'm aware. have the most wins in baseball, and they are insane. I, I, some of the, the Giant fan, well, one Giant fan in particular emails me uh, on a semi-regular basis, and he told me over the weekend, Eddie, that the Dodgers, I was going to do a Mallard monologue about this, maybe I'll do it tomorrow, he said the Dodgers are peaking too early. <laughs> Like, like maybe they should lose. And I guess this guy's theory is they should lose some games because they're playing too well right now. They're peaking too early, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are on pace to win like a, a hundred thousand games this yeah. season. Uh, they just they cannot lose right now. I think they're eighteen and one. Their last nineteen games at home. It's not bad. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. The, the Royals have been playing very well. The Dodgers just swept the Royals out uh, at Dodger Stadium and are. They're on pace to win 110 games. They were 10 and 12 after the first 22 games. 10 and 12. They're now on pace to win 110 games. They have played. They're 51 and 17. Their last 68 games. They're playing 750 baseball. 750 yeah. baseball. That's not going to last. Why not? <laughs> because it it's not. They get to beat up the punching bags, the Padres, and the Giants, and the National League West. The Rockies have fallen, have fallen down. 
Uh, Arizona's pretty good, but Arizona's got like the third best record in the National League, don't they? And they're seven and a half games behind the Dodgers. Third best record in the National League. They're seven and a half games back of the Los Angeles Dodgers right now. I honestly thought, you know, a couple weeks ago, it was a yeah. foregone conclusion that Houston was going to have the best record at the All-Star break. Yeah. Uh, well, they're tied, nope. they're tied in the loss column, but the Dodgers have one more win. So the Astros, uh, who are you look at the American League. The American League West is already over, right? Yeah. Fifteen and a half game If lead. the Astros blow that lead, they should get rid of the franchise. And and dismantle dismantle the franchise. If they I'm blow sorry, lead. sixteen and a half game yeah, lead. I don't 16, want to short them. Sixteen and a half game lead. But yet the big difference in the American League and the National League, if you look at the wild card standings, the Yankees and the Rays are the wild card teams in the American League. But you've got Toronto's six games under five hundred. They're only five out in the wild card race. There's uh there's like six or seven teams that are all right there, in the wild card in the National League. You've got the Rockies and Diamondbacks who each have a seven-and-a-half game lead over the Cubs. There's only, outside of the three division leaders, there's only two other teams that have a winning record in the National League. There are five teams with a winning record in the National League. Everyone else is under 500. Everyone else is playing below 500. Yeah, it's not good. Garbage is what it is. Garbage, I said. But I like Garbage. it. So the Dodgers should win 110 games because outside of the the division leaders that they play, they're going to play games with the Cubs and the Cheating Cardinals and Atlanta and the Pirates and the Marlins and the Mets and the Reds, and they got a bunch of games with the Padres and Giants. They also play the Phillies, and all of those teams are under 500. All of them. So anyway, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, we would love to have you join us. You know the number. Give us a buzz. We'll take your phone call. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the fun. We'll call this one Rhyme Time. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. It's been said the Ben Maller Show is the best-kept secret in sports radio. You can help change that. Word-of-mouth advertising is the best advertising. Post about the show on social media and help keep the show growing. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. And right to the phones we go. Clifford, the big red dog, is on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Ben Maller Show. Hello, Clifford. Ben, everybody, good morning. Hey, uh, Ben, you, uh, you make everything sound so absolute in the NBA. I'm not sure you're going to be correct with the Warriors winning again. You, no, no, I, I've already seen the script. The first draft has Golden State winning the championship. Oh, so the, okay, so the crystal ball is working at home. Okay, yes, well, as you know, I am a distant relative of the great Nostradamus, and I have, oh, yeah. I have an ability to see into the future, and <laughs> I am a soothsayer is what I am. Okay, I've heard. Uh, so game 62 through 82 in the NBA this year? Yes. When things get a little you know, close and the Clippers are fighting for a seed. Yeah. And, and uh, Chuck the Condor gets a little hot under his collar. He can poo-poo down his leg to reduce his body temperature. That's what condors do, you know. I, I don't know if you know this, Cliff, but that's a mascot, Cliff. I don't know if you know. There's a guy in that costume. It's not actually – they don't have a real live mascot. It's, it's a person dressed as a condor. I know, but yeah. you know how hot they get in there, right? Well, I've never been a condor. I, I don't know. I don't know how hot that is. I have no, I, no idea. I have I have many photos with Chuck the Condor though. 
Me and Chuck are tight. But how how pleasant was it? Well, Chuck's you know, he's a friend. He's uh, he's right. He's not as cool to me. I like Clipper Daryl more. If if I had to pick one mascot, it would be Clipper Daryl. But I'm not gonna gonna turn my back on on Chuck the Condor, the breakaway mascot in the NBA. Everyone loves him. He's a threat now, a legitimate threat to the Philly fanatic in the parlance of mascots. Wrong. The fanatic is number one. But okay. uh, there is a, a mascot coming up the ladder, and that is right now. He's, he's already passed Wally the Green Monster, and that's Chuck the Condor. Yeah, and then when teams lose seven games in a row, it doesn't mean they stink, okay? If baseball teams get hot, they cool off. No, 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 no. They stink. No, like the like. Let's say uh, the San Francisco team, Giants stink. Oh well, of course, yeah. But let's say the well, Texas I said Rangers, that I said that early in the year when they and people were like, oh, they'll turn it around. No, they didn't. They no, they're, they're terrible. Was, what's his name? What's his uh, what What's his name? Rangers? What about the Rangers? Well, you guys don't. You barely pick them on your major league pickums, and you know there, there's some good players on that team. That they lose. They're under five hundred. Who? They're you're irrelevant to me when you're under five hundred. What are, what are we supposed to do? Do Ranger talk here? Ed in Arlington calls up. Tw- you know, every six months, Ed will call me up. We'll do a, a look at the Ranger roster. Uh, we'll break down when the Rangers have a winning streak. Ed will call up and say I was wrong about the Rangers, and then they'll lose a bunch of games in a row, and then he won't call. And that's how that works. Uh, Ed will call us before the trade deadline. And he'll break down some fantasy trades the Rangers are about to make, and then we'll be done with the Rangers and we'll move on. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, yeah, all right. I, I got to go. Thank you. I, I thank you. Uh, let's go to Jed who fled, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Jed who fled. What's going on, Ben? 241 years ago last week, men like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, they came to work in good faith for America, Ben. You deserve to be listed along with those names, just in case you were wondering. Very kind. Uh, you're too humble to say it yourself, but it goes it's rhetorical that you, uh, you're going to be listed in American history with that. Hey, speaking of the mascot and inside of suits, Ben, when I was younger, I had a friend who was in a band here uh, in Panama City, and uh, I dressed as Green Man. I'm not sure if you've seen the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia TV show, but the green full-body spandex suit. And they just, you know, they let nobody will know you. You know, I went crazy on stage with a man. I got a video. I'll uh, try to tweet it out later today. But, but it takes a it takes a different caliber of man to get inside those suits, Ben. And that's why I know whoever's Chuck the Condor, you know, whoever's Squawking Chuck, uh, he's he's like, you know, Dale Earnhardt Senior uh, passing the rest of the pack of mascots, don't you think? Yes, whatever you said. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Man, I'm auctioneering my way through a phone call. Do I need to slow it down a little? Is that what, is that what uh, I need to do? What's going on? You need to relax is what you do. Hey, man, yeah. when you're doing a little bit of hookers and blow cane. No, nah, I just don't do that. <laughs> relax. Are you, but, uh, are you done with your but, day job, Jed, or are you still working during the day? We haven't heard from yeah, you. Yeah, we're still uh, we're actually bearing down, man. Uh, actually, it looks like, looks like I'm going to be a paraprofessional with the uh, local school system getting back into it. I've been coaching football this summer. Oh, well, that's and, cool. Uh, Good for you. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm face-to-face with man, uh, America's downfall every day with these millennials, Dan. I see it every day. <laughs> but uh, before I get out of here, I wanted to – I thought no one else had noticed the Miami Marlins Stadium, which is, you know, Jimmy Buffett meets the New York Metropolitan Museum of Art. And it's ridiculous. Uh, I, we are of a like mind. Um, they'll never have anyone above about Gainesville be a fan of the Marlins while they while they look like that. It's metrosexual at best. Much love, fellas. Take care. There he goes, the great Jed who fled.
with one of those dreaded day jobs. So we, we don't hear much from Jed who fled. It's a, it's a curse. It does take place uh, from time to time. The people that work the nights, you know how it goes. They go to the day shift. Uh, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and we have Maller to the third degree. We're going to get to that. And also a, a tr- tremendous audio uh, story. It's rhyme time. We'll get to rhyme time. We'll do that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first – Let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now, here's Ben Maller. It is that time of the year where our friends over at Family Feud with Steve Harvey, uh, they put athletes on and they do it uh, Usually once or twice a year, they'll have the NFL guys on, baseball, legends. And uh, this week, they uh, were taping some episodes. I think some of these started to air. And they had baseball legends on. These are like primetime family feud. And so they had Ozzie Smith was there, uh, Harold Reynolds. And one of the people that was participating in this was Pedro Martinez, the old Boston Red Sox Pedro Martinez and uh, the they were trying to come up with rhymes uh, and listen to Steve Harvey and his exchange with the former Boston Red Sox Hall of Fame pitcher Pedro Martinez. Pedro, name a word that rhymes with yummy. Miami. Yummy. <laughs> 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 Thank you for coming. Welcome to Miami. Welcome to Miami. It rhymes with yummy. <laughs> now, I, I know there's a language thing here, but was that intentional or was that was Pedro just trying to be funny? What, what do we think about that? <laughs> I, I think it was the first thing that popped in his head. He's, he's like, all right, I know what I'll do. I'm, I'm going to go with Miami. Is what I'm going to go with. What would you now? The, the one already on the board was Tummy. See, they had Tummy was already on the board. What what else could you have used? Now, let's play, can we play the beginning of that yeah, again here? Because yeah. listen to the beginning of it. Because Pedro had a very he, he smiled a little bit. I, I can see it. You, I said radio. You can't see. He smiled, but he said it kind of confidently. Right? Listen, Pedro. Name a word that rhymes with yummy. <laughs> Miami. <laughs> <laughs> he could have. He could have went mummy. Dummy. Dummy's an obvious yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? There's like four words on the board. What else is there? I don't have the answers in front of me, but it's kind of there's only so much you can do there. Coop, do you have anything that rhymes with with tummy? Gummy. Gummy. Oh yeah, that's a good one. You could do gummy. Oh, good for Pedro. Doing a little time. When's Steve Harvey starting? I see the studio right across the hall there. When's my new best friend starting here? It's top secret it's information, coming. Ben. I need to know here. I want to make sure I bring in some food for him. Here. You'll be briefed with an official memo. Yeah. Be hanging do out. not touch yes. or talk or to Steve Harvey. Or breathe there, there or will be look at least, in his direction. There will be at least four decoys, so you won't even know <laughs> yeah. which the real Steve Harvey is. <laughs> Steve Harvey lookalikes that will be here in the building. Now, Now, when Steve starts, how many days a week do you think we'll go to breakfast together? Like two or three. What do you think? <laughs> Maybe every Monday, Wednesday we'll do breakfast? 
Possibly, yes. <laughs> by, by that, he means Ben will eat his breakfast outside the studio. <laughs> what, what do you think the chances are? I mean, me and Steve, we're both entertainers. Uh, we, we're in a similar tax bracket, me and Steve Harvey here. I know you're uh, joking about this, but yes? I, I, I encourage you again. Uh-huh. to not put your career in jeopardy by no, trying to have anything to do with Steve Harvey. I think he needs a new sports guy on his show. I think I could come in there and give him a sports there's a, perspective. There's a much better chance you will be fired no, for no, talking no, no. to Steve Harvey. No, no, I, I think I could hang out with him, sports guy. do the sports in the morning on the Steve Harvey morning show. I think that would be fun. I'm looking for something less than zero as a percentage. No, 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 no. You don't understand. There's a bond no, between I communicators. I am a provocateur. He's a provocateur. He's an entertainer. I'm an entertainer. I'm a storyteller. He's a storyteller. <laughs> we have a lot in common. We hang in the same circles, Eddie. He's going to do a show from what, LA. What happened I the last time? Show. What happened the last time he was here and you tried to meet up with him? Um, well, I was with Danny, and I, I blame Danny for this because yeah, we were in the park. Right. He snuck past us. <laughs> he snuck past us. We didn't even realize, but he was surrounded by how many people were with him, No, Danny? we were in one of the computer rooms across the way from his studio. Yeah. Acting like you were working, but you were really waiting for <laughs> we him. We were spying. We were, yeah, having we, were... A, we were having a meeting. We <laughs> like were talking. a couple of groupies. Yeah, we were and, talking. And Ben's like, should I, should I go in now? Should I go? Should I? But there were two guys in black suits standing on each <laughs> side of the Steve door. Steve Harvey's Secret <laughs> Service. Yes, it, it looked like... Like Secret Service they guys. They seem like nice guys, though. I'm sure they would yeah, have been that's reasonable That's what most normal this. people do. Yes. Listen, if I bring in a box of donuts or something like that, he's going to turn down donuts? I'll bring them in here. and We own the kitchen, Eddie. The kitchen's all fox blue. We own the damn kitchen. If he wants, to, if Steve Harvey wants to use our kitchen, <laughs> that's our kitchen. Our logo is right over there. You'll see him put gloves on and then deposit the donuts <laughs> into the trash can. <laughs> all right. So screw all of you. Uh, let's get to this. Here we go. Let's it's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And the last car out of Vegas, the Coupe de Loop is back, and this is Mallard of the Third Degree. Ben, after his son Lonzo used his brilliant court vision to have a triple-double in his second summer league game, LeVar Ball claimed that point guards aren't judged by stats. Yeah. Do you agree or disagree with LeVar? Yeah, he said they're judged by wins and losses. Wins and losses. I agree with him, generally speaking. However, it is more nuanced than just a statistical-based argument or a wins and losses-based argument. I'll tell you why. Number one, ultimately, the win record is what matters most, but much of that is a team accomplishment. Uh, It's like talking about championships. That's a team accomplishment uh, as well. So you have to combine stats with with record, and you mix it all together into a giant bowl. You stir it around and see what comes out uh, from the pot. It, it's Here's the way I look at this, this whole situation with point guards and stats, good or horrible. LeVar, uh, LeVar's son, Lonzo, against the Clippers. You can't judge anything from the summer league. And then he had a triple-double. You can't get excited about that either. 97% of these players will not be on NBA rosters. Forget rotations next season. A lot of these guys will be lucky if they catch on in the G League or in Europe. So you're not going against top-level competition, so you shouldn't get too worked up either way. Number two, stats are important, but they don't tell the whole story. You can't just look at the box score and be a box score whore And a lot of the media and the fanboys, they worship, for example, Russell Westbrook 
because of the numbers are amazing, and then you see him exposed in the fourth quarter of playoff games, and it makes you reevaluate your thinking. Next. Ben, free agent defensive tackle Terrence Potros Knighton says that Quote, Aaron Rodgers should be making more money than James Harden, and Tom Brady should make more than Steph Curry. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I agree with him, absolutely. I, I am all for the players getting more money. More, 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 more. It ain't my money. Of course, it's not going to happen. What should happen and what is going to happen, they are two separate things here. First of all, NFL owners are frugal. They have essentially a license to print money at this point. Now, do they pay a lot of money for player payroll? Yes. Uh, and will they give in some? Sure. But they're not going to do fully guaranteed contracts, and that's what it would take to get to this kind of money. And with a 53-man roster, they're going to claim the math is impossible. These very wealthy, successful business people are going to say that it is an impossibility to come up with those kind of figures for a quarterback. Now, I am not buying that. As long as the revenue streams continue – and they might not continue, and they likely won't continue forever with the cable television industry struggling and an a la carte format and people getting programming on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and things like that. The world is changing, and the sports world is going to have to change to adjust to it to keep their revenue streams up. But that being said here, the, the revenue is there right now, and salaries are are continuing to go up, but they would have to skyrocket in the NFL into the cosmos to get to this NBA level for the top players in, in basketball. And secondly, the NFL's biggest advantage is its biggest weakness in terms of player salaries. The 18-game or 16-game regular season, two exhibition games at home, two on the road. So it's, it's 16 regular season games, and then you get four exhibition games, which don't even count. So it's really 16 games. Uh, that means limited commercial inventory. And while the TV revenue is amazing in the NFL per game, national TV, every game's on national TV in the regular season, the NBA has 82 games. They have 82 TV shows. They have much more inventory, much more merchandise to sell. And in local, national, they get revenue from both local and national you only have to worry about a 15-man roster in the NBA. So the math is in favor of basketball. And if only Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady could shoot the basketball from the perimeter, they could make that kind of money. But, yeah, in a, in a wonderful, perfect world, they should absolutely be making more, the NFL player. The NFL is more popular than the NBA. Next. The Minnesota Twins signed 44-year-old Ben Maller show favorite Bartolo Colon to a minor league deal over the weekend. An executive for the team said that he still has good stuff but has been unlucky in Atlanta. Ben, what do you think? Yeah, see, this is a classic spin here. And I, we're big Bartolo Colon fans. I was very excited. I was uh, away. I was traveling over the weekend, but I made sure to to tweet out my love to Bartolo Colon. A, Bartolo has been charbroiled, like the burgers he likes to eat here, by everyone so far this season while he was in Atlanta. Left-handed hitters were batting 309 against him. Right-handed hitters were hitting 352. The round mound of pound on the mound. He, he's, he's only unlucky, Bartolo Colon, that he cannot fool anyone anymore. That is how he is unlucky. And B, this is, from the Twins' perspective, a low-risk, high-reward type of move. If Bartolo Colon finds that Emery board, 
from one of the Necro brothers back in the day. And at, you know, at the buffet there, he gets a little, a little gravy on the baseball and pitches like he did the last couple of years with the New York Mets, then the Twins are going to have something. And, and he's not going to be in the minor leagues long. He'll be there for a couple of starts, get his arm up, and then the Twins will have to decide whether they want to bring him up to, up to the big league roster or not. And you know, I was talking to a friend of mine over the weekend about Bartolo. I was texting. I don't, didn't talk to him. But I say, and I maintain this, Bartolo Colon is one of the 10 most recognizable players in baseball today. Now, my buddy disagrees with me on this, but I, I will stand by that, that Bartolo has such a unique appearance because of his extra weight that he stands out from the crowd. A lot of these baseball players are generic. Like, you know Aaron Judge because he's, a, he's the Paul Bunyan of baseball. He's a lumberjack. But a lot of these other guys, are they're not unique. Bartolo Colon is unique. I say among casual baseball fans, you know who this guy is. Just by appearance alone. There it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Penny Passes edition. That's a winner. <laughs> Time now for the Insta Trivia. We'll go to the world of pro football, which is going to start July 19th. That's nine days from today. <laughs> NFL training camps will begin which means players will start getting hurt nine days from today. We'll have our first injury crisis in the NFL. Which active quarterback-receiver combo is only nine touchdown receptions away from passing Steve Young and Jerry Rice for second in NFL history by a duo? We're looking for an active quarterback-pass-catcher combo that is only nine touchdown receptions away from passing Steve Young and Jerry Rice for second on the NFL history books for a duo. That's the Insta Trivia. The answer is next. Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping post stories and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Time now for the Insta Trivia. Here it is. We're looking for the name of the active quarterback pass catcher combo that is only nine touchdown receptions away from passing Steve Young and Jerry Rice for second in the NFL history books. Uh, the uh, the top duo of all time is, of course, Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison. All right, let's see here. Let's uh, anybody have this right? A uh, funhouse is going with David Woodley and Jimmy Cephalo, one of the great combos of NFL history. Nelson says it's Coop de Loop and Charlie Blackman. The answer, Bill going with Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. Skip to zip, tossed Spurgeon win out, and some guy I've never heard of. Uh, who else do we have? Nelson says Jeannie in Medford and Mark, the full name guy. Rod, the ambassador of Bakersfield, got this right, clearly cheating. And Chad says it's LeVar Ball and LeVar Ball, the duo. All right, Eddie, what say you, Eddie? Well, Ben, you said pass catcher, so that should include tight end. So I got to go Phillip Rivers and Antonio Gates. Of the Los Angeles Chargers, that is correct. Rivers and Gates, 84 touchdowns. None of them have come in the postseason. How about that? Uh, They are closing in on Young and Rice, and they are right there. They have the ways to go to get Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison. Their record is 116. I believe it's 116, but Gates and Rivers at 84. Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski 
are at 76. All of those combos more than Montana and Rice, which, if you're an old fart, was the gold standard uh, for a long time. That was uh, Montana to Rice. Touchdown, Niners. That was, that was it for many, many years. All right, so it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Some people are ripping my obsession with Steve Harvey. Mr. Funhouse tweeting out the cover of the National Enquirer. Now, come on. I only believe 50% of what the National Enquirer reports, so I'm sure that half of that is completely incorrect. Uh, I don't know which half of that report is incorrect, but I only believe 50%. That's how I do it. Uh, Several people have been reporting that uh, someone that used to call our show Angry Bill has been calling other shows at Fox Sports Radio. I've gotten several reports from snitches that have told me that Angry Bill is using the name Brody and that he has called multiple shows over the weekend. Brody? Yes, Brody. What about a nine-year-old girl? Now, I have not heard any of this, so I don't know if that's actually Angry Bill, but I would assume it is because Angry Bill, when he gets bored to get his jollies off, he calls under different names here. Well, you remember that caller we had, a, a conspiracy somebody or other? I oh, that's that's right. Uh, the guy from Minnesota who said that he said that Angry Bill was named Brody. Yeah. You think that, wait a minute, you think there's actually a Brody calling up? No. That's my mind blown. Houston, we have a problem, and I'm not talking about the Astros, the Rockettes. They can't help themselves. They're desperately trying to do the wrong thing. They need an intervention at this point. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And the Houston Rockets have given James Harden a lifetime lottery winning contract. Oh, a ridiculous amount of money, right? 200, uh, 200 plus million dollars, $38 million a year. That's a great day for Harden, great weekend for James Harden. But that is not the only nugget that has come out of Houston that has everyone buzzing in the basketball world. The pundits who have often lauded Daryl Morey, he's very popular with a lot of the basketball media for his transactions, getting Chris Paul from the Clippers, giving up seven players to get Chris Paul. P.J. Tucker, uh, one of the players the Rockets have added, among others. And so now, apparently Houston is on the brink, depending on who you believe, of another headline-grabbing move. And if you were busy this weekend, you might have missed it. But the Rockets have turned their full attention to acquiring Carmelo Anthony. That's right. They've turned their full attention to getting the malcontent Knickerbocker out of Gotham and putting him in Houston. So that's what we need to talk about here. Let's have some conversation. Would Carmelo flourish deep in the heart of Texas? Uh, I, I want to go no. Uh, would Carmelo Anthony make the Rockets? I know the the buzzword of the NBA right now. There's two of them. Super team. Uh, eh, buzzer on that one. Picking up Carmelo Anthony. Now, it does have some advantages, but it has many more disadvantages 
If you're the Rockets, and if you were to do the overall report card on a hypothetical, and we don't know what the Rockets would give up. There's talk that Carmelo could get a buyout. Uh, the Rockets could give pennies on the dollar to get Carmelo Anthony. The, by my analysis, without knowing what the transaction actually is, jumping the gun on this, I'm going to say that the overall report would be a net negative. Even if the Knicks bought out Carmelo Anthony, and the Rockets did some kind of backdoor deal. They wrote a check that they're not supposed to do to the Knicks, and Melo became a free agent and signed with the Rockets. It would be a net negative, and I'll tell you why. A, Carmelo Anthony is an aging player, and he's got a bad attitude. It is highly unlikely that he is going to lose the bad attitude and reverse the aging process and all of a sudden blossom with the Rockets. We're talking about a ball player who's going to be 34 years old during next postseason. Now, as we often point out, in real life, 34 is not old. You're young at age 34, but in the parlance of sports, you are on the wrong side of your prime when you're at that age. Carmelo Anthony, at this point, is a punchline and a punching bag more than he is a basketball player. He's known as a ball hog when motivated and that's a big if when you're talking about Carmelo Anthony. He can still score. He doesn't play defense. And Melo has been good at getting coaches fired by playing lazy basketball. Mike D'Antoni is one of them. The Rockets coach admitting that he quit the New York job because in part of Carmelo Anthony. And what exactly happened? Well, why did Mike D'Antoni leave the Knicks? Melo refused to play for him. And then went behind the scenes after being a dog on the court and plotted with his friends in ownership that were tight with Dolan, James Dolan, to get Mike D'Antoni removed, to put the screws on D'Antoni, and it worked. D'Antoni eventually just quit. He said, that's it, I'm done. And you look at the body of work, the Nuggets and the Knicks, both of them, and soon to be the Knicks. And the Knicks aren't there yet, but we assume that Melo will not be part of the Knicks next season. There's a lot of a push to get him out. And so the Nuggets and the Knicks will both have said, hey, we feel better without Carmelo Anthony. Even if they didn't get equal talent in return, it's very unlikely the Knicks are going to get a player that's as talented. Talent is not the issue with Carmelo. And, and B... Now, I didn't say it was all negative. Uh, the disadvantages outweigh the advantages, but the there is some positive stuff regarding uh, Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo has headline-grabbing power. right? He's someone that brings some punch with him as far as the amount of attention, the spotlight, and the Rockets are trying to, to get that. There's the wins and losses, and there's also the attention, and the Rockets are going to get a lot of that. Uh, Houston would be expecting a radical transformation from Carmelo Anthony, and he would be the third banana. Uh, He'd be the third guy in the Rockets. The Rockets already have a deck that is stacked. I mean, James Harden's going to take most of the shots. Chris Paul is there now. He's a a guy that has to control the basketball a lot and needs to have uh, his hands on balls, as Kobe Bryant used to say. And then you've got Carmelo Anthony there, who's always been a player that demands to have the basketball quite a bit. So it is unlikely that Melo is going to flourish when he's going to have to readjust to not having possession of the basketball. If Harden and Paul have to share the basketball, 
what are you going to do with Carmelo? We were making jokes about the Rockets having to play with two or three basketballs, one for Harden, one for Paul, and one for everybody else. Are they going to have to play with four basketballs if they get Melo, one for Harden, one for Paul, one for Carmelo, and one for everybody else? Good luck on that, right? And, and Melo has been someone that makes teammates worse. He doesn't make anyone better. Ask those around the Knicks what they think of Melo and his effect on Kristaps Porzingis and how that bond worked where Porzingis was showing signs of Carmelo disease, being a dog on the court and being a malcontent with the front office. Uh, So instead of working harder when things got tough, Carmelo Anthony, the the reputation is uh, he earned it. He sulked and pouted. It's always someone else's fault in the world of Carmelo Anthony. It's the ultimate woe is me guy. There's no accountability. It's always Phil Jackson's fault or the coach's fault or my teammates blow. Uh, That's always what it is. Now, the last thing on this, Carmelo Anthony to the Rockets. Well, it's not done yet, and it might not happen. It might not happen. There's a lot of conversation and chatter about it. But Carmelo to the Rockets, and if it does happen, it will likely happen sooner than later. This would be a good week for the transaction. Uh, it, It would certainly be great for chatter on Sports Talk Radio, what we do here. And I'm convinced that the Golden State Warrior players, they will be suffering uh, manic depression, thinking about that gigantic hurdle they're going to have to face going against Carmelo with Harden and and the uh, Chris Paul-led point guard there, uh, unless they actually are just, like, laughing, uh, thinking about that. But but you know, when the, when the going gets tough, Carmelo Anthony and also James Harden, have the reputation of folding up like a cheap bench, a beach chair, just going away. That's it. Disappearing. Vanishing. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. And if you would like to be part of this program, you would be welcome to call. And we don't give out the number. We stopped doing that a while ago. And if, if you're motivated to call, if you have something you want to say, it's very easy to find the Fox Sports Radio phone number. In fact, some of the imaging gives the number out from time to time, and uh, so that's that's how we do that, and you can be part of it. Also on Facebook, it's Ben Maller's show. Our Twitter page is just Ben Maller on Twitter, and later on we'll have the Insta Advice line, Unscreened Radio. That's Unscreened Radio. Uh, you see, there was a, a, a currently a former NBA player. He hopes to be back in the NBA. This guy, Trey Burke is his name, who said – Something that you should not say. He said the honest thing. And when you say honest things, people do not like to hear honest things. We'll bring in Eddie uh, Garcia on this, but who is this person? Trey Burke. Never heard of him. You've never heard of Trey uh, Trey Burke? Uh, uh, No, neither of them. I've never heard of those guys. uh, Trey Burke, a very successful college basketball player at Michigan. And he was drafted, where was he? It was a first-round pick, right? a lottery pick. And he was playing for the Utah Jazz, and it did not go well. It did not go well. And then he ended up with, I think he was with Washington last year. So he was commenting on Gordon Hayward's decision to leave the Jazz and to go over and play in Boston. And he said uh, that no one wants to play in Utah. This is a guy that, Trey Burke, who spent, Uh I think, three or four seasons with the Jazz. He was there for a while. And he uh, said he d- no one wants to play 
in Utah, and, and you could imagine the Jazz fans thought that was great. They just loved that. They said, well, that's wonderful. Oh, I'm sure they did, yeah. And, uh, well, that's really nice of you to say. And uh, so they, they were fighting it against him, and then he – Burke, of course, do you think he, A, you think he apologized, B, you think he doubled down, or C, no comment? What do you think? I'm going to say apology. No. Good for him. He doubled down. He doubled down. The Jazz fans were giving him. Rare. It's very rare. It is rare. Jazz fans are giving him the business, and he said, what I said was a fact. Get over it. (laughs) <laughs> That's what Trey Burke said. I like it on social media. I now I agree with him. Now I, we have uh, friends in Utah that listen to the show, and they do a very they, they support our show. And we thank them for that. But every league has certain cities no one wants to play in. Like I would think in the NHL, Winnipeg is not the most attractive destination for hockey players. Right? It's not a big market. You're not going to get a lot of attention. I would think that would be a location. It's not a big city. Exactly. Not a lot going on there. Exactly. It's very, very cold from what I understand. Yeah. And in the NBA, Utah would be that city. What's the NFL equivalent of that? Like if there was – is it Jacksonville? Jacksonville, first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. But it's really nice to live in Jacksonville, I think, you know, during football season. It's a nice place to hang out. Well, I've been told that yeah. uh, that Please. Jacksonville is more Georgia than Florida. And I, I've heard that. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I hear. <laughs> You're a rebel, Eddie. I like that. I'm just repeating what I've heard. What's wrong with Georgia? Racist. What's wrong with the... It's not Florida. I didn't say there's anything wrong with it. But I'm saying you play in the NFL, the weather is nice compared to, like, Cleveland, and you're living on the water, you can get a beachfront home in Jacksonville, right? Right. The taxes are good, right? Quality of life, I would think that's pretty good. I'm I'm, going to throw, throw that out there. But if you had to pick, I guess going to hey, London, look, London's if, a pain in the ass. If you're that's, asking me, Jacksonville or Cleveland, uh, you can. I'm I'm picking Jacksonville all day long. Right? You'll pick the Georgia version yes, of Florida. I'll, yeah, I'll okay. take I'll take South Georgia. Okay. Is there anywhere that you wouldn't take over Cleveland? It's a good question. Now, because of the insane winter, how about Buffalo? See, I I've been to Buffalo, but I was there during the summer, so it's hard to. I haven't been there when there's 50 feet of snow on the ground. But I thought Buffalo was actually shockingly a, a nice city. I was going to say. Which I was amazed by. I was, I was expecting the worst. Yeah, the people in Buffalo seem, you know. They're like cool the, people. Yeah, they're more, they're more fun than and, Cleveland. And there's like a lot of, in downtown, There's when I was there, it's been a few years now, but there were a lot of cool bars and stuff. And I went to the minor league baseball stadium because I'm a nerd and I walked around there and it was pretty cool. And Nice. What was the name of the team? Uh, It was, well, the, they were the. At that time, they were the blue. I think they were the Blue Jays affiliate. They've changed their name. They were the Bison. I don't think they're the Bison anymore, though. I think they've changed their name. But they were the Buffalo Bison. How how perfect is that? I went to the Anchor Bar. You ever been there? That's where the uh, the uh, the famous bar. They the are still the Bison. Oh, they are the Bison. Yeah. Oh, I thought they changed. A lot of these minor league teams have changed their nickname. Their manager, Bobby Meacham. Oh, the Remember former him? Yankee. Yeah, Bobby Meacham, infielder. Right. That's right. I love baseball minor league trivia. Can't can't get enough of it. Yeah. I would say the the Buffalo Minor League Stadium, pretty cool. Victory Field in Indianapolis. I think that's what it's called. That's pretty neat too. That's that's a cool minor league stadium with a view like of downtown the sky. You think minor league, you think you're not gonna get much of a view, but they had a pretty good view there. So all right, it's the Ben Maller show on Fox. Again, we'll take your phone calls. If you want to be part of it, you can uh, give us a buzz. We're also on Twitter at Ben Maller, at Ben Maller, and reach out to us there. Got the Home Run Derby coming up on Monday night. And then Tuesday, not only the All-Star game, 
Mayweather, McGregor, what kind of dog and pony show are we going to get on Tuesday in Los Angeles? The first news conference. Fans will be in attendance. Will we have these guys are going to go face to face, right? There'll be a war of words. What kind of shtick are these idiots going to come it's up with? It's going to us? be a million times more entertaining than the fight. They should have pay per view for the press conference, and then the fight should. They're be gonna free. they're gonna be going around uh, a global tour, Eddie. We're gonna get many It'll of these fun. news conferences. It will be entertaining. Yes, I uh, look forward to that, and uh, we'll have that to look forward to on Tuesday. And then they're going to London in a little bit. We'll call this one straight cash, homie. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our executive producer. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper. And he's at UH Bronco Fan. Nothing can stop the <laughs> And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. The matriculator says, what is the over-under on the number of water bottles thrown at the Mayweather-McGregor boxing news conference on Tuesday? I'll set the number at over-under one and a half. Over-under one and a half. Uh, I will take the under. I will take the under. I think there will be a water bottle thrown, but there will be no retaliation with another water bottle, so the one and a half is a solid number. Uh, and see the water bottle is thrown, and then the the combatants get face to face, belly to belly, nose to nose. <laughs> that's how that's going to go down. Uh, we'll have in a few minutes. We will have the Insta advice line. We'll have that for you coming up right now. We go to Brody, who's on Fox Sports Radio uh, in Florida. Hello, Brody. What do you mean, Brody? Well, you've been calling all these other shows as Brody. I got to tell you how it happened, Ben. This is the truth. You're, bo- you're, you're, bo- you're bored. You have nothing else to do, and you're no, just calling you radio. Tell, I'm, my story, Ben. I'm, I wake up and I listen to this guy Jonas Jonas telling us that how the basketball, summer basketball, is more relevant than baseball. Well, I lost my cookies, and uh, he, he won't <laughs> let me on. His bill from Jacksonville. One time he left me on the line two and a half hours. One time an hour and a half right to the end of the show. So I figured, well, he's not going to let Bill on. So I called up his Brody and I let him have it. Summer basketball more relevant than Major League Baseball. He's got to be kidding well, me. Well, that's a hot take. Uh, I, yeah, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't agree but, with that. That's what uh, well, see, and I like Jonas, but you should. Uh, did you ask Jonas to name some of the players that are playing in the summer league? Like I, I, I had looked at the box score of the Utah Clippers game. I, I don't know uh, more than two of those people. I've never heard of why them. Should, why should I ask him names of those players when he doesn't even know the names of Major League Baseball players? He knows nothing about baseball. Well, I don't know. Isn't he a Cubs fan? I think I he likes the Cubs. He is but a Cubs fan. But don't tell me the basketball, summer basketball, is more relevant than Major League Baseball. I lost my nuts. I mean, I just went. Well, you, well I don't know if you lost listen your nuts. You might have to doctor. Listen to this. Then he tells me Kate, I got three people Kate at my Thanksgiving dinner, and they're all three blow-up dolls. Yeah. He doesn't know Brady's uh, Brody's gay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you. Are you done? Hot nuts. All right. Angry Bill. Or well, I should have I shouldn't have hung up on him. I guess he called another show. Somebody said he called Rob Parker's show. 
Damn, I hung up on Who? him too oh, soon. Oh, no. And apparently he was dumped on Jonas's show, so I'm, I'm curious. But I want to know what he, he had said. with Rob Rob Parker, who does a show on the weekends here also. So I was, I'm curious. I need answers is what I need. So the Ben Mather Show on Fox. Let's go to Mike in Texas, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Mike. Uh, how's it going? Mike, if I was any better, I'd be a Rocket, but not a Houston Rocket because, no, they're not going to beat Golden State. <laughs> hey, I hear you. Hey, I wanted to talk about uh, the Camilo Anthony uh, deal. Now, I'm a, a high school coach, so I don't, you know, plan to be a, a, a expert by any means. But uh, one of the hardest things to, to teach is the IQ uh, of the game to a lot of the athletes that are up and coming. Now, so I was looking at uh, the question that everybody poses as far as. Chris Paul coming in, and can he and James Harden coexist? Uh, Camilo Anthony coming in, and that's going to be a bad fit because he needs the ball. Uh, but the things that I look at as far as those three guys is, is uh, the same thing we looked at with Golden State when they said, well, there's not going to be enough balls for for uh, Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant and all these type of people because they need the ball. Uh, they have high IQs for the game. And when you ask yourself – can Camille Anthony coexist with James Harden and Chris Paul? Well, two things come to mind to me, you know, from looking at the game. One, you have two guys uh, that uh, need the ball, but they're also dominant as far as distributing the ball. James Harden led the league with assists. Chris Paul, over his career, has been has been uh, a consummate pro as far as uh, running an offense and, and uh, setting up the ball uh, for the players. Also, Chris Paul last uh, this past season. Yeah, uh, shot. I think it was close to forty percent from three, so he can he can catch and shoot, which gives him a chance to actually expand his game and, and extend his career, uh, just like Jason Kidd, you know, uh, yeah. later on in his career. But my, uh, uh, to me, uh, you're you're being overly optimistic because Chris Paul ran the show with the Clippers and the Hornets before that, and you know right. Harden was not the point guard up until last year, but did very well and flourished at it. And if you add a third person in there. In Carmelo Anthony, I, I just I don't see that working, especially because it's one thing to share it a little bit, but to have three different players there, it, the, the Golden State well, thing kind of hit. But those guys, they they weren't dominant before they became dominant together. Draymond Green, Curry, and and Clay Thompson became great together. They didn't go off individually with other teams and dominate, and then come together and then have to give stuff up. Right, and and that's why I say okay. My second point is, like, how do how do we know if it's going to fit? Well, I think we've already seen it. Because if you look at Team USA, what was Carmelo Anthony's role with Team USA? He was not uh, isolating. He was not bringing the ball up. He was pretty much a spot up, moving, moving around, moving the ball, and an assassin spot shooter. You got Chris Paul, who, who was a playmaker. You got LeBron James, who was a playmaker for other, other people, and also James Harden. But they all coexisted already on a team. So I think that's where the IQ comes in as far as when you want to look at yeah. a proven product, you look at Team USA. Did they change roles? But, that, but that's that's like a couple of weeks in the summertime during uh, Olympic basketball. This is going to be 82 games. Listen, you, you might be right. I, I If I had money and I was in Vegas, I would bet that it doesn't work. Uh, I would put my money that it doesn't. But thanks, Mike. I, I appreciate it. Mike the coach uh, checking it. So the Ben Maller Show on Fox, straight cash homie. We will get to that 
in 60 seconds. Also, the Insta advice line. Where is the time gone? It's already time for the Insta advice line. We'll get to that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now, here's Ben Maller. We'll have the instant advice line coming up in a moment. Let's go to Brett, who's in Kentucky on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Brett. What's up, Ben Maller? Brett, if I was any better, I would be – what part of Kentucky are you in? I am in Owensboro, Kentucky. Uh, that doesn't help me out. Uh, are, you a, <laughs> w- w- are you a Kentucky fan or a Louisville fan? No, I'm actually from Indiana. Oh, okay. Um, uh, who cares? So, I, I don't, yeah. I'm fine. Well, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Let's talk about old Bill losing his nuts about uh, being all upset that, you know, the summer league and NBA is popping off as, you know, MLB season, the most they got going right now is, is their home run derby they got coming up, you know? I mean, it's. No, 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 no. Don't be trashing baseball, all right? Man, don't come be, on, don't be man. sucking up to Jonas. All right, Jonas is a dope that say that they, no, the well, summer duh. league's more exciting than baseball. Uh-oh. It's ridiculous, all right? And this is my most enjoyable baseball season ever. The Dodgers are making a mockery of baseball, and I happen to like the Dodgers, so I love this. And uh, I'm going to spend two seconds watching the Summer League. My God. Come on, man. There's more hype around this Summer League than there's been. And when's the last oh, time there's stop. this much the, hype, the, man? The, the NBA is doing their best to hype up the Summer League. It is still 98% or 97% guys that won't be in rotations in the NBA. Oh, it's of course. Play- it's garbage. So- so, oh, so exactly. So what the hell cares? I would Come rather on, I would rather watch Aaron Judge take a uh, take a dump. All right, then, then the, the summer league to see how he flushes and what uh, type of toilet paper he uses. Oh, three three ply for sure. Three ply for sure. And does he like the toilet paper over the top or underneath? I'm an over the top guy. Some people Ooh. like it underneath. It's over a- the top with the baby with the baby wipe mixture. Oh, you change. I mean, you're not supposed to start with the baby wipe or finish with the baby wipe. That's in the middle. You're supposed to wipe with the traditional toilet paper first. You change it up to the baby wipe after you've cleaned out a little bit, and then you go back to the toilet paper to uh, wrap the process up. Absolutely. Is yeah. he using a warmer for his baby wipe? That's a good question. Well, he's, in a, he's a baller, so probably is. Yeah, probably. I imagine. Probably a $1,000 baby warm he's got right on top of the, uh, the old crapper. I agree. All right, thank you. I, uh, I must go. Straight cash, homie. In the next couple of weeks, we don't have an exact date on this, O.J. Simpson could be let out of prison in Nevada. Great cash, homie. Uh, He's up for parole, and he could be released nine years into a 33-year prison sentence for that armed robbery and kidnapping that happened uh, back in 2008. So he's been in jail for a while now, and if O.J. is let out on probation, this is where, you know, these, we got a lot of guys in prison. You're going to hear the story. You're going to be really upset. But the moment that O.J. is cleared and gets out of jail, which could happen, the, the legal experts are not convinced either way. I've heard some people that claim he is getting out, O.J., and other people say, no, they're going to keep him in for at least another year or another couple of years. But the moment that O.J. gets out of jail, and it could happen this month, he will get a check, if it happens this month, for two point seven million dollars and that is money 
that cannot be touched by the Nicole Brown Simpson uh, family, the Ronald <laughs> Goldman family. Uh, that is NFL pension money. And according to the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, uh, this money is, it, because it's pension money, uh, it's not, you're not allowed to touch it uh, as far as uh, the civil litigation that went against O.J. Simpson. So he gets $20,000 a month, but that money has been going into an account. It hasn't been going into O.J.'s account because he's been in jail. And should he get out in a couple of weeks here, he will end up with $2.7 million. God, oh, man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. And then he'll get a reality show. He's already got that lined up, right? We heard he's got a, a reality show as he assimilates back into the real world and all that stuff and life with OJ. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, you. And away we go. It's the Insta Advice Line. This is unscreen radio. Unscreen radio. So we'll take as many calls as we can. Keep dialing. You're going to get a busy signal here. We'll take as many calls as we can here. Now, what are we going to do this week? Who needs our advice? Who needs the wisdom of you, the listener? Who? To the Ben Maller Show. You, the consumer of sports talk radio in this unholy hour. Well, earlier I gave an award-winning, Marconi-worthy monologue about the Home Run Derby. And I had several things to improve, to enhance the Home Run Derby, including using golf balls, uh, fire, and other obstacles to improve the uh, experience of the fan at the Home Run Derby. So that was my, my advice. I want to know what you can do. To jazz up the Derby. You're you're the fan. What are you going to do to make it more interesting? It's not bankrupt or anything like that, but it's gone flat from time to time. So we know there's a lot of stars here, a lot of big names in the Home Run Derby this year. But what would you do? What kind of surprise would you use to enhance the Home Run Derby for Major League Baseball's marketing department? They are listening. They are listening. So we'll go live to the phones right now. Here we go. We start on line one. Hello, line one. Your advice, please, to spice up the home run derby. Uh, my best advice is just remember, chicks dig the long ball. Line three, you are you are next. Your advice to enhance the home run derby. Uh, yes, Ben. I would look the home run derby square in the eye and say, you want to help on yourself, Ben Maller? You want to help on yourself, Ben Maller? <laughs> We now know where that guy lives, right? We were, we were all familiar with him. All right, let's go to line. Let's try line four. You are next. We're giving advice to enhance the home run derby. Unsolicited advice, might I add. Yeah, Ben, since you like to dog people, you're number one to dogs, all dogs, everywhere. Yes, dogs love me. <coughs> I am a hero in the canine <coughs> community. <coughs> My name is Ben Maller, and I'm barking on the air. Every night <laughs> is bark in the park at my house. Let's go to line five. Hello, line five. Have Smash Mouth perform. I think he said have Smash Mouth perform. Yeah, all right. Line six, you are next. We're giving advice to baseball's marketing department to spice up the home run derby. 
more sex in the champagne room. Yes, I... Uh, okay. Line one, hello. Advice to baseball's home run derby. Your feedback. Your critical feedback. To get a date with Sofonda Peters. Who, who is that? Am I supposed to know who that is? Line play on words, I believe. Line three. Hello, line three. We need some naked hot chicas with the tuchas, tuchas, tuchas. Okay, yes. Beautiful women with nice, uh, bodacious booties. Uh, that's what we need, yes? They'd be the ones shagging the balls. Uh, yeah, that, well, hopefully, they, maybe that's all they're shagging. I don't know. Uh, line. Very nice. Li- yes, line four. Hello, line four. How about we just have nothing but Instagram booty models in the outfield, all of them uh, oh, parading yeah. around. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. uh, line four. Hello. Uh, yes, Ben. I would have every participant of the home run derby use the Maller maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> now that's, Drink yourself away. That's market research, Eddie. With that, with that, that's it never gets old. It does not get old. The delivery gets better. You, you, you'd think it would get worse, but no, it's evolved over time. Let's go to line five. You are next. We're giving advice to spice up the home run derby on Fox Sports Radio's Ben Maller show. Aluminum bats. Yeah, I listen. I said it earlier. Let's see aluminum bats, golf balls, racket balls, hand grenades. Let's just see. Let's see how far hand grenades. Maybe not hand grenades, <laughs> but make it like a carrot top bit where you just have this giant bag and you keep pulling out different objects. Remember the the, the old comedian? I barely remember this guy before my time, Eddie. This guy David Letterman. And one of his early bits on television, I'm told, is he would get on top of a building and just throw stuff to see what it would look like I, when it I hit the ground. It, yeah. So why don't we do the baseball equivalent of that? We'll just throw random objects at, like, Cody Bellinger and see what happens if he makes contact. How much fun would that be? Be great. You know, throw a ham at him and see how and what happens if he hit a ham with a baseball. A honey-baked ham. How far would it go? Would it explode? Would there be you know, bacon? No, not bacon, but would there be ham in the air everywhere? Let's go to you, line five. Uh, again, you're next on Fox Sports Radio. Use Jonas Knox's head as a baseball. All right. Thank you for that. Very reasonable, Brody. Uh, line, line six, you are next on Fox Sports Radio's Ben Maller Show. Your advice to spice up the home run derby. Sticking M80 in one of them balls, and let's see them little kids catch it. <laughs> yeah, now that that would that would be the wow factor. That would be the wow factor, and uh, you'd have paramedics standing by. I got an idea. How about after every home run, you have to eat a turkey sandwich? Every home run, you have to eat a turkey sandwich, which is fine if you only hit a couple of home runs. But if you hit like 15 home runs, you've got to eat 15. How about chug a beer? Oh, even better. How about blood doping right before the contest starts? Uh, now, that's not a bad idea. We have Victor Conte standing behind the batter's box with a, a pharmaceutical bag of goodies. <laughs> and then right next to him is the uh, the Biogenesis Clinic. Uh, not the, uh, not the, what was the other one in Miami, the anti-aging clinic? Was it the Biogenesis Clinic? Was that the one in Miami? I forget. All right, let's go to line one. Hello, line one. Blindfolds. Blindfolds. <laughs> Hey, Blind Scott, the blind guys play baseball. That's a thing, right? Blind Scott's played baseball before. They, they uh, There's a way they can do it with the, the ball making a sound. Line three. Hello, line three. Yes, use a bigger tally whacker. All right. Thank you for that, sir. <laughs> yes. All right. Have another one. 
It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Your advice to spice up the home run derby. I think that's actually Jeannie and Medford's husband. I just called up. Hello, uh, line four. Hello, line four. Yeah, where's the Ben Maller jingle? We haven't heard it in years. I agree with you. Where's the Ben Maller jingle? We need the Ben Maller jingle. The man demands it. Give the people what they want. Who? That's what I say. Never heard of them. How dare you. Uh, line five. Hello. Yeah, let the participants wear a hearing aid so they can hear the ball coming over the crowd noise. I think that was a Peyton Manning yeah, I think reference. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen. I think that's fine. It's that's uh, great. All right. Again, home run derby here. We'll do a few more golf balls, fire obstacles, all things that I thought would be fun. Your advice, though, on Fox Sports Radio, it's a referendum. The people are speaking right now. This is the analysis that is so valuable here, and we are giving advice to Major League Baseball on how to enhance the home run derby. Let's go to you on line three. Hello, line three. They should all thank Jesus for salvation. I'm Reba Silas, St. Mary's, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Go Vikings, Tammy Montana! Thank you, Jesus! You know Hollering James made an impact on this show when he hasn't called in half a year at least and people are still quoting him. That is, that's power. That is power. All right, that's Climate of Opinion continues. Line four, you are next, line four. Your advice, please, to spice up the home run derby. Uh, hockey players take a shower after three periods. Feminists don't. All right. Thank you for that. I think that was that a coop joke. Was, I think yes, that was, was a coop joke. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll do one more and only one more. And if it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I will blame the Koopa Loop, who is going to pick right now. Line one. Line number one. The final call on the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio to give advice to spice up the home run derby. Line one. Go. I think you should have all of them hit out of wheelchairs. There it is! Wheelchair Home Run Derby! Uh, thank you. That's the wrong jingle. That one's cooler. No, it's not. Play the right <laughs> Play the right jingle. He just said jingle. He didn't specify nah, nah, which one. That was the original. Play the ben right. Maller. That's not the right jingle. Play the right one. That one doesn't there, sound like in the loafers nah, at all. No, nah, no. Nah, there was a that guy. Sounds, that one fits you better, Ben. No, it ben no, stop. They play it three times. Play the other one. Come on, give me the other jingle right now. You know, I know you have the other jingle. Ah, the they, other one sounds professional. Somebody must have erased it. No, no one erased it. You're lying. <laughs> You're a liar. I'm such a radio loser. And uh, you're jealous that you don't have a jingle like that. I do, but it's on a cart. I ha- I have the same problem actually. <laughs> you know, I have a professionally done radio jingle. What do we do is- with those I don't old know radio cards? It's old technology. We have to find we need Costco to allow us to put that, you know, to transfer like you can take from VHS tape and put it on DVD and stuff like that, or whatever the new thing is. All right, we'll call this one Trump. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Ben Maller. Hey, that's it. Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Going to call this one Trump and President Donald Trump, a noted golfer. He loves golfing, uh, even more apparently than, than Barack Obama. <gasps> Are we ever going to have a president that doesn't like golfing? Is it possible to have a president that doesn't want to golf all the time? I, I guess it goes with the, the gig. Uh, anyway, uh, Donald Trump golf clubs can be yours. They're up for auction. Donald Trump used uh, a set of tailor-made irons at the Trump National Golf Club in New Jersey. This is up for auction. 
And they actually have the phrase D-Trump is engraved on each of the club heads. Wow, very bougie. Uh, how much do you think these are going to sell for? What do you want to uh, you take a guess on this? Uh, presidential golf clubs, a very, pres- a, a very polarizing president. Many people love him. Many people hate him. Uh, I am going to go. Well, I, they say that at least $30,000 for these clubs, minimum $30,000. I'm going to take the over on that. Polarizing is good for memorabilia. He's the president. Everything presidential is worth more money. So they say at least $30,000 for those golf clubs. I'm going to take the over on that. Anyone disagree with that? Anyone nah, think no? About 80 Gs. You think 80 Gs? Yeah. yeah. Are you, you have a lot of money, Danny. Are you going to bid? Are you, uh, uh, I'll buy one of them. You'll, you'll buy one of them. The putter? <laughs> It's a case of limping into the All-Star break in baseball. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. There are... Many teams in baseball that had uh, half days on Sunday. Uh, it's, remember when you were in school? Maybe you're still in school, but if you're an old fart, and like the last day before summer vacation, nothing ever got done. Nothing ever was accomplished. It was a wasted day. If you're a teacher, you know about that as well. Uh, several baseball teams decided not to show up to work on Sunday. The Toronto Blue Jays lost by 18 runs to the Houston Astros in their final game before the All-Star break. It was 19-1 Astros in Toronto. The Chicago Cubs, they sent John Lester to the mound, who seemingly was brilliant every start last year, right, late in the year. He gave up 10 runs in the first inning. The Pirates scored 14 runs, beat the Cubs 14-3. More on that in a moment. And the Chicago White Sox got one hit, and that was not until there was one out in the ninth inning. The White Sox get one stinking hit in Colorado, and a uh, pitcher named uh, Kyle Freeland had a chance. He was right there, two outs away from the second no-hitter in Coors Field history, the first by a Rockies pitcher, and he gave up a base hit to Melky Cabrera, and that was it. But the, the, the Cubs, I want to go back to the Cubs because the Cubs and the Yankees also lost. The Yankees and Cubs both lost. The Yankees lost their final game before the All-Star break as uh, a very lifeless performance by that baseball team and, in particular, Tanaka. And so they lost at Yankee Stadium. But the, the Yankees and Cubs both losing and heading into the All-Star break these are two teams that are floundering. There's other teams that are floundering, but these are big market teams. And we like talking about big market teams more. They have national fan bases. New York, the Pinstripes, and Chicago, the Northsiders, have the same exact record over the past month, and it ain't good. The Yankees and Cubs are 13-18 and 18 their past 31 games. That's a 419 winning percentage headed into the All-Star break. So the question, which one of these two teams – has a better chance of turning things around and actually making the postseason. Now, even though the Yankees are leading the wild card race and the Cubs are lifeless zombies, if it's between the Yankees and the Cubs, 
and these are the two teams. I am still reluctantly going to go with the Chicago Cubs. And I'll tell you why. A, this is more about not believing in the Brewers than it is anything else. Milwaukee has played above their heads all season long, and certainly lately in particular. The Milwaukee Brewers head into the All-Star break nine games above 500. They were 50-41 and 41 after 91 games on the schedule. And Eric Thames out of the Korean League with 23 home runs. Travis Shaw, the Red Sox reject, is leading the Brewers in batting average and runs batted. And he's got 65 RBIs at the All-Star break. Some guy named Domingo Santiago's on pace to 27 home runs. These are things that are unlikely that are going on. Zach Davies, the starting pitcher for the Brewers, is on pace to win 18 games. Jimmy Nelson has an ERA of 3.3. Chase Anderson, who's been hurt, but when he's pitched, he's got an ERA of under three. These are insane, unreasonable performances. And if you believe in the law of averages, and many science people debate whether that's a thing or not, but the for the common man, the law of averages is something. And if you go by past results, there, there was a guy named Larry Boa, and he was a coach for many teams, manager for a lot of teams. He's still coaching. I think he's in Philadelphia, a beloved Philadelphia guy. And Larry Boa used to talk about the the numbers eventually getting back to where they are. On the In those days, there were these things called baseball cards. And he, he said the player would get to the point where, you know, they, they might play well for a half, but eventually the numbers would be around where they are on the back of their baseball card. It was a cliche, right? But what he was getting at is that players will regress to the mean and that several of these players are playing over there. Now, there, there are these things called career years. And if you're going to have a career year, and, and Travis Shaw, outside of you know, leaving Fenway Park, you'd think his production would go down. It's been the opposite. And the Red Sox clearly made a mistake. They did not value him. They thought that they could... Uh, they could benefit from getting a relief pitcher for Travis Shaw. That's backfired. And the Red Sox have a gaping hole at third base. Hello, Panda. Uh, so, so anyway, here's the point. I can't believe in the Brewers. I don't. So by that, I have to go by default and say the Cubs, I would still put faith in the Cubs. And that's with a Cub team where John Lester just gave up 10 runs to the Pirates and looks to be aging rapidly. John Lackey. Is mailing it in. He's got an ERA of over five. Jake Arrieta, who's in a contract year for the Cubs, is going to be a free agent, and he's got eight wins and an ERA of 4.3, 4.35. So that, that's the same guy, Jake Arrieta, who Cy Young Jake Arrieta said he became dominant because he ate plants, lean meats, and worked out. Apparently he's not eating those plants. He's not eating the lean meats anymore. He's eating deep-fried foods and no longer working out. Might want to try something else. Now, Theo Epstein, the GM of the Cubs, continues to make the case publicly that the Cubs are not looking to make a trade. We talked about this last week. I think he's lying. And he's privately panicking, knowing that this thing's blown up, that many of these young Cub players have regressed. They haven't progressed. And so you still you've gotta you gotta make a move here. This is the golden era of Cub baseball. Right? You need to shake it up. You need some smelling salts there. But even if they don't make a trade, I just figure the Brewers are going to come back down and the Cubs will play a little bit better 
And so this is a pennant race that will likely go down to the final couple of days of the regular season. Expect that late July, early August swoon from the Milwaukee Brewers. And B, the Yankees, they are currently leading the wild card race in the American League. It is only a matter of time before they lose the grip on that. Now, the trade deadline could change it, but if you look at the landscape in the American League, as the Yankees are currently put together, they're falling apart. There are eight teams that are fighting for the two wildcard spots in the American League that are all separated by four games. And there's nine teams if you include Toronto. I think Toronto's five back or something like that. So, in other words, one good week by these other teams, one bad week by the Yankees, that's it. That's all. Now, the core of the Yankees is fine. The problem is that the secondary players are either hurt like Aaron Hicks or bad like Brett Gardner, who's been terrible of late. And the pitching, the starting pitching for the New York Yankees, Masahiro Tanaka, the Yankees' ace has an earned run average of five and a half over 18 starts. He's the fourth worst earned run average from a starting pitcher for all qualified pitchers in the American League. The guy's the fourth worst. It's embarrassing. Tanaka. And they were going crazy. They were Tanaka Tuesday, Tanaka Wednesday, Tanaka, Tanaka Thursday, Tanaka Friday. Now they don't want Tanaka to pitch anywhere. CC Sabathia has an earned run average of 5.4 over the past month, which is actually good compared to Michael Pineda, the pine tar guy, whose earned run average is 7.3 in the last month for the Yankees. The Yankees were not supposed to be a contender. They played clearly over their heads the first month, and even with all these home runs by Aaron Judge, the Yankees are looking like frauds. The Red Sox are a better team. Even with their disaster at third base, the Red Sox are a better team. Now, the wild card race is still possible, but you play 419 baseball, not so much. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, meanwhile, we have a bold declaration. We go to Big Three Basketball. Now, this is on Fox Sports 1. It's the new upstart basketball league for the summer. Forget the NBA Summer Pro League. I know my man Jonas uh, loves the Summer Pro League. Can't get enough of it. We don't have the clip? No? All right. Well, I was going to set up this great soundbite, but apparently uh, someone decided not to put it in. But uh, I will just give you the soundbite. Just imagine I'm Steven Jackson. And just uh, just pretend I'm Steven Jackson. Now, now Steven Jackson, never bashful, right? Never bashful, former NBA Star, eh, good player, not a star, good player on a bad team, good player, bad team, yeah. Uh, well, he's now playing in this big three thing, which is on Fox Sports 1, and Jackson cranked up the hyperbole. He said on Sunday, he made a declaration. He said a big three mashup, an all-star team of big three players could beat an NBA team in a regular five-on-five game. Now, Steven Jackson said, quote, I honestly feel that if you got the top 10 guys here, we could beat an actual NBA team. He made sure to say not a summer league team. I know that's a blow to Jonas, who loves the summer league. Uh, But he said an actual NBA team. That's from Steven Jackson. He made that announcement during a pregame news conference, which was broadcast on Fox Sports 1. 
Uh, and he, he again, he said, not the summer league. We'll beat an actual NBA team. So I wanted to talk about this. Now, Jackson, he clarified several times that he was 100% serious because he knew people would say, oh, he's just full of crap. That's not, not accurate. And then Kmart, Kenyon Martin, who was there, uh, he said, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm right with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so the question is, do you agree or disagree with Steven Jackson? Now, let's uh, off the top, let's eliminate – the Warriors will eliminate the Cavs and the like a like the handful of top teams, like the top ten teams. I will eliminate them. But if the big three All Stars played Brooklyn or the Lakers, could they hold their own against one of those teams? Now, here's my position on this: they could, but not for the entire game. They could for three quarters. All right, this is delusional. And it's also LeVar Ball-like, which I like. I don't I don't have a problem with LeVar Ball. These other people have a problem with LeVar Ball. I like it. And I'll tell you what, real quick, to begin with, I, I am going to assume the position that if the big three all-stars, let's call them, played an NBA team, the NBA team wouldn't take it seriously. So for the first quarter, the first half of the game, they would be hypnotized by the former NBA stars. But eventually, youth would win out. The old guys, uh, in, you know, the, the old guys would not be able to survive against the younger NBA players. If you look at how aging players in the NBA work, typically they're good in short spurts, you know, twenty-five or thirty minutes. They can be effective. So, if that's the case with these old guys in the big three, midway through the third quarter. The dream would come apart at the seams, right? Past NBA accomplishments are wonderful. But if you, if you look at the big three and this mishmash, which is a combination of washed-up players, out-of-shape veterans, guys that were great in the 90s or the early 2000s, and you put them out there, there's a few younger players, but they're guys that barely played in the NBA, couldn't even get a cup of coffee more than that in the NBA. So I, I put together, I've got the the big three lineup. This is based on performance in the big three and past glory in the NBA. Uh, we'll bring in Eddie on this, but th- this is the, the big three all-stars as I would put them together. Uh, Steven Jackson says that this team could beat uh, an NBA team. Uh, I, I He's got, this is not his list, this is my list. I got Chauncey Billups, who's 40. Katino Mobley would be uh, one of the better players in the big three. He last appeared in an NBA game in 2009. It's now 2017. Uh, Rashard Lewis is 37. Mobley's 41. Reggie Evans is 37. One of the younger players is Kwame Brown, who's 35. He last played in an NBA game in 2013. And then you've got bench players like Mike Bibby, uh, Steven Jackson, who, who started all this, Al Harrington, uh, that's a murderer's row, Eddie, is what that is. That is a who's oh, who yeah. of big three stars. So is he proposing that it's a three-on-three three game? No, 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 five-on-five. Five-on-five. Five. Oh, he's It's a man's game. Yeah, he's, five on five. he's lost his damn mind. No, no, no. no, no, no. I, I've uh, – you know we have the hall, the uh, TVs in the hallway here. Yes. Very, uh, you know, Good placement. Placed. When you walk by, you get yes. a glimpse. Uh, great, yeah, great place for these big TVs. Steve, Har- <laughs> Steve Harvey's going to love that when he starts here. I Steve no Harvey's going to love that. no doubt. But when I uh, go back there either through the restroom or the break room, 
a lot of times it's on FS1, and a lot of times over these the, overnight they're showing this basketball replays this big of big three, three stuff. Yes, and I, I, you know, I've stolen a couple of glimpses of it, and uh, oh, way to go! It's it's horrible. It's horrible. It's awful. Well, now Koopa Loop was really excited about this. Koopa, I know he it, was. Does it lived up to your expectations here, Koopa? All these old stars of back in the day. I have a confession to make, Ben. You haven't watched I haven't watched it. I haven't watched a single second of it. Well, next time you go to the bathroom, Coop, just take a look because it'll probably be on one of the TVs yeah, you, there on the next wall. Next time you're taking a leak, you just stop right there. I, and you <laughs> I was excited about it, and then I, I just, I guess I, you know, forgot to tune in the very first day, and then I read that, like, eight guys hurt themselves yeah, the first day. It was bad. So it's like, oh, man. Was, they were dropping like flies there. It was, it was brutal. Now, there's two different Mondays where I watched it. In the first Monday, Ben, it wasn't as bad as what I, you know, thought okay. from the, you know, yeah. the critics. It's, it's fine. I, it's, it, it's, 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 I will say this. The yeah. refs let them play. Yeah. So it's very physical. It was fun to watch, and it's fun to watch the coaches. Danny, how is it fun to watch? They don't make any shots. No, that's not true. No, uh, yes, they I, do. I've watched shots. 10 minutes of this. I haven't seen one shot go in yet. That's not – you're lying. I'm not kidding. What, are you watching no, commercials very, or something? The very first week, Eddie, the – the uh, what, what's the name of uh, the first team that played the the threes company? They they came back a great with a I love with Mr. a four Furley. point shot, Eddie. A four point. shot. I haven't shot. seen him attempt a four point shot yet. <laughs> I'm like, when are they gonna? There it is. When are they gonna shoot one? No, let's you're throw it down low. Party, you're such a party pooper, Eddie. I'm only I'm only a, I'm only reporting what I saw. This is a great. You know what this this uh, quote by Stephen Jackson? I wish we had the audio, but we don't. But it, it counts as puffery. Right. This is what you, this is the kind of a claim that you can make because it's a hypothetical that will never happen. It is a subjective claim that will never happen. Like the NBA will never allow an NBA team to play the big three all stars. It will never take place. This reminds me of when Alabama gets off to a ten and zero start, and then some dopey SEC lapdog gets on radio or television. This Alabama team could beat the Cleveland Browns. They've got Nick Saban, and they, you know, half this team's going to the NFL. <sighs> Lazy. Happens every year. Well, not necessarily with Alabama, but whoever gets off to a great start. Same thing happens in basketball. You know, Duke or, or Kentucky will be uh, 21-0. and Can they beat the Nets? Yes. It, it happens. Same thing. Same, you know it's coming next year, too. Uh, ben Maller's show on Fox. Oh, my God. Look at the time. Oh, my God. Demands. We'll get to that, <gasps> and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites in the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. His last name is a mystery to most, but you can follow him at Danny G Radio. The microphone throttler. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Mike, the Yankee fan, says no way the big three uh, old fat Mobley is a gun who couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. There you go. People are taking shots now. It's Steven Jackson. Uh, let's say hello to Lance. Oh, we have a golden ticket. Let's go now. How did this? Wait a minute. Do we give him a golden ticket, Coop? Is this an authentic golden ticket? He's been, like, hoarding it. He he. We gave it to him a long time ago, and he hasn't They only it. last a month, though. Is yeah, it, it's 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 been like. Is this an expired golden ticket? No, it's right at like thirty days. Okay, so. he's trying to sneak in before the buzzer. 
Let's go now to Jed who fled. He's cashing a golden ticket. Because I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. Ben, this will be relatively quick. Please don't cut me off because it does have a purpose. But it was uh, meant for last week, but it's uh, Lee Greenwood's um, God, you're proud to be an American, the Ben Mallow Show. Listen here. It's tomorrow, North Korea, Iran, sent a missile to the EMP. And I had no way, no way at all to generate electricity. Some people miss the TV. Some would miss the Internet. But the devastating loss of a Ben Mallow Show would be all I regret. And I'm proud to be a militia man in the army of the Ben Mallow Show. Unquestionably the most interesting on Fox Sports Radio. And his opening monologues are about sports, but the rest of the show is not. And if you don't like Ben, you must be high. Love for Ben's what I have got. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all letting me get through that if you did. Oh, thank you, Jed. Uh, very nice. Uh, I, th- I think Mozart meets Beethoven. Uh, very nice. A virtuoso performance there. Ben, I'll, uh, oh, no. I'll, I'll, I've got you back for we life, man. Again. Got me through jail. Well, thank got you. Through jail. Well, thank you, man. Before I get out of here, i got to yeah. say the Florida Gators suck. There. Later. Okay, very nice. Uh, Len is in Washington on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Len. Ole, ole, ole. What the hell's going on? What the hell's going on? Yes, hello, Len. Len, the barbecue man. Man, the man that grills in the middle of the night. He's got the barbecue going. To get on this hour, you have to sing. Some beef kebabs going, and I have some (laughs) asparagus tips. I don't want any asparagus tips, man. You, that's uh, my tip is to not eat asparagus tips. That's my tip. Racist. Got to have some veggies going, bro. Eh, eh, not not really. You're gonna die either way. You know, the person that eats nothing but a vegetable diet dies the same. All right. Yeah. No beef. I got beef in there. All right. My dog is chewing on a baby back rib right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, what's up? It tastes like a touchdown in your mouth. That's tr- it's true. Yeah. With the extra point, two point conversion. All right, Ben. Yeah. Uh, is that you? Just wanted to give us the food rundown, Len. Is that it? I know you had something else to say. No, no, no. no, no. How long do you cook those baby backs for? What do you What do you do? How long is the the cooking process? I am trying to master that. Yeah. I'm uh, working on that. Well, based on my years of watching the Food Channel, I, I recommend you've got to put the, the rub is the key, but you've also, if you've got a smoker, I mean, you, you could go over, but you, you could be starting tomorrow's meal tonight and, and with the smoking process and the rubs and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is a art form. Yeah. It, uh, it at least uh, bought me some time at work today where I didn't have to do so many hard work unloading the truck today because the guy barbecued. Oh. So we got into that discussion to kill a half hour before the freight crew can come in yeah. and hump the truck instead of me. Okay, well, that's great. We're learning all about you, Len. We're, le- we're learning these little nuggets about Len here. This is, uh, this is wonderful. Uh, all right, well, I, I, anything you want to add, Len, other than the food, uh, Len? Anything else? Hey, Bark at the Park Night. We were the only people to ever tailgate yeah. for Mariners game. I, I, I thank you. I uh, thank you, Coop. You wanna? You told me a statement off the air. You wanna take that back, Coop? 
Um, yeah? No. No? no. You want to stand by your statement? Yeah. Okay. I think we could come up with a big board, okay, <laughs> and we could have people vote. No? Oh, oh I like this. new A new uh, new power rankings. We did yeah. the uh, killer well, athletes, and, and now we'll Well, we were this. talking about uh, one of the meetings that we had. We were talking about uh, every month coming up with something, and I think we, maybe we'll start that in August, but- if we start, if we start it right now, I whoa, wow, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. We're gonna play the odd man out in a moment. We'll also get to the demands and some really good news also for the Metropolitans. We'll get to that coming up in uh, later later in the hour. We will get to all of it though, starting in sixty seconds. No long commercial break, but first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now back to Ben Maller. It had been reported over the weekend that the New York Knickerbockers were close to a deal to bring in the former general manager of the Cavaliers, someone named David Griffin, who was going to run the Knicks front office. However, it did not happen. Griffin, at least it hasn't happened yet, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen. David Griffin pulled his name out of the Knicks front office search, so the search continues. And if you believe the tabloid reports, we're being told that David Griffin, one of his demands to the Knicks ownership was to remove longtime Knickerbocker legend Alan Houston, who's been – working as an assistant GM in the Knicks front office, and that David Griffin wanted Allen Houston out if he was going to take over as the general manager in New York. So the question on this one is, does it matter that David Griffin is apparently not going to be the Knicks general manager? To me, it doesn't matter. I know there's a lot of media types that love this guy because apparently he's a good soundbite, and he's been very friendly with a lot of the upper-crust NBA insider types. But I don't get it. Uh, David Griffin, I'm not giving anyone that works on a LeBron James-led team credit. Uh, Now, David Griffin could go to another team and prove to be a wonderful general manager sans LeBron. But I have no level of confidence that he knows what he's doing. And I do know when he was in Cleveland as a front office type prior, he wasn't the GM, but he was involved in basketball-related decisions before LeBron got there, the team was brutal. And he said, well, LeBron left. They were rebuilding and all these co- all these buzzwords. But the, the team that he put together, the roster moves that he put together, were not great. They didn't become great until LeBron James returned. So unless the Knicks were going to bring LeBron with David Griffin, this is not a blow to the Knickerbock. It's not. Uh, I just. I don't. I don't. It's being positioned that way by some. They're making. It's, it, this is the, the week. This is the time of the year where this kind of stuff gets cranked up. All right, Spend Maller show on Fox. Uh, let's say hello to Rachel. Yes, uh, Coop Aloo. Before you go to the phones, I was going to say hello to the lovely Rachel. But yes, Coop. Now you have something to add here. Well, yes. Well, it's about the callers. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to talk about David Griffin. But no, no. okay. I am being told by somebody on hold that they have a golden ticket. Yeah. They're saying that they earned it uh, on a day that I was out for the holiday. Uh-oh. So I want to verify with you before, okay. you know, we, I, right. I don't want to, you know, any shenanigans here. Yeah. You, uh, it's my understanding that you won password on, uh, on July 4th. All I do is win. <laughs> who, who is, who is your partner? I don't remember. I don't was remember it, what I was had Was it Len? Lunch. 
Uh, did I play with? Did Len? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. Was it Len? <laughs> I think it might have been Danny Len. Danny didn't remember either. I think it might have been Len, actually. Well, I mean, Len says he's got a golden ticket from winning yeah. Password with you. And he's on. He's called oh, so again. I take him? I'm pretty I, sure I won password this past week. No, it was. Uh, no, you did not. No, no, you're incorrect. No, I, I'm pretty sure. I yeah, did. pretty sure I did. That's what. Yeah, because I won it? Mallory's mountain of money, and then oh, Eddie God. won password. I knew it. I knew. I go back to the podcast. It's probably like 20 seconds we can hear it on the podcast. <laughs> but that I knew he was just trying to sneak in. Yeah, yeah. Or but but we do have another golden ticket. I'm, oh, so, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm God. sorry, Rachel. Wow! Um, it's I mean, a, that, now she's gonna yell at us. And no, I know. But it, and, line, line, line one line is uh, one. Justin from Cincinnati. Oh, he's calling up with a golden ticket. <laughs> oh my god! All right, uh, Justin, you've got a golden ticket. I've got a yeah. golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. Would you like to sing, Justin? No, but that lens a fraud trying to pull that. But I'm glad I got to cut Rachel off because I don't want to have to listen to her psycho babble. But listen, you're gonna like this. The Lakers stepped in it. They had to. A top ten NBA player in two years sat right in front of him, and Jason Tatum, and they passed on him for a guy that can't play defense. Yeah, but listen, from from my perspective, it's good because Lavar Ball and Lonzo Ball will they'll generate much more conversation than Jason Tatum. My lover balls. I do. I'm a big fan of the balls. It's all about the feel. It's all about hand on the balls. Get this guy off the air. He doesn't know what he's talking okay. about. It's nothing to say, well, apparently. That's just horrible, yeah. Coop. Like your, like your phone call. I mean, his defense uh, is horrible. He, he had he had blocked shots each game. Uh, yeah, the five foot seven white dude drove right past him. Yeah. I I didn't see, so I can't. Racist. I looked at the box score. I wasn't impressed. About Rachel and what psycho stuff she's going to say uh, tonight. I'd, rather, I'd much rather talk to Rachel than you. You bore me. So I will I will speak to Rachel. Hello, Rachel. You're on Fox yeah. Sports Radio. I'm a big fan, Rachel. Don't listen to these idiots. They're jealous of your celebrity is what they are. They don't like that you're in the open of the show. They're, they're troubled by that. Well, just, Justin, you know what? Psycho babble or not, I'm going to ask Ben, if you had your own Ben Maller home run derby, yeah. how many home runs would you square up? And the, the Bennett's. How would they fare, well, or are they home run challenge? Well, listen, the, the Coop would hit none. He would hit singles and ground balls. Uh, he would not hit any home runs, uh, even if you gave him a corked bat. So that would not happen. Uh, Eddie, you know, he's not much of a baseball player. He's very embarrassing when he threw out that first pitch in Bakersfield. So uh, I don't think – I was the only one who threw a strike. No, that's incorrect. I no, it's not. Go to the strike. video. Okay, go to, it's go on to YouTube. the video. It's on YouTube. Yeah. I threw a strike. Uh, you threw was, a Ephus uh, pitch. I threw a strike. No, you uh, didn't. Danny hit the back of the, I don't know where the hell. He broke the stadium. That's why this, the team went ba- bankrupt. <laughs> it was 80 miles per hour, though. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I would hit the most home runs. I, I, I definitely would. I think Danny would be second. Eddie would be third. and then cool. You're think, wrong. I would smoke those balls. Oh, stop. <laughs> I bet you oh, would. How many home runs would you hit, Rachel? Balls, not bonds. By the way. I would say about 20 at least. Oh, about 20? Yeah. yeah. You know, I've almost hit a home run out of Dodger Stadium. I've told the story before. I was playing in a media game, and I used a wooden bat. I used a Corey Snyder wooden bat, this old baseball player from back in the day. If I'd used a metal bat, it would have been in the pavilion. I'm not, no, don't laugh at me. It would have been in the pavilion at Dodger Stadium in left field. It would have been in the outfield. Uh, unfortunately, I used a wooden bat. It's one of Wait. my few regrets in life. How old was Rick Honeycutt when he threw that pitch? He just won the American League ERA championship. 
uh, back in the well, back this in the, the 70s. He was throwing BP. Uh, uh, thank you, uh, Rachel. And the Dodgers, Rachel, you'll have to call later in the week. Best team in baseball. Absolutely, Ben. I'm going to call back. All right, thank you, Rachel. Let's get to the game. Here we go. Hey, Maller Militia, you think you can spot a mistake? Teams that have won an NBA championship. Lakers, Pistons, Heat, Clippers. Wait a minute! That's not right! What's wrong with your Clippers? See if you can spot the one that doesn't belong during Odd Man Out on the Ben Maller Show. And away we go. It's time yet again for the absolutely amazing listener-approved version of the Odd Man Out, a genuine radio game show that is exclusive to the Ben Maller program. It is new and improved, unless it's not. The questions are different every week. It takes a miracle to win this game, but the answers are all there. And you, as a listener driving around, or if you're listening at work, you can play along. It's a lot of fun. Let's welcome in our contestant. We go down to the great state of Nebraska, and we say hello to Jason. Hello, Jason. Hey, good morning, Ben. Good morning to you, Jason. You ready to yep. do this? You ready to go? You've been selected now. You got to win. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've been calling every week. Yeah. Trying to win the golden ticket. Yeah. You've been up all but night? You uh, a little tired there? No, I, I just got off work. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. Tell the guy in Beaver Dam what you do for a living. Well, I'm a, I'm a figure. You're a what? A figure. All right. Uh, Dan- Oh, so you're a singer. You're a singer? singer. Really? Yeah. That's a. That's a. Uh, not not like a, a lounge like a, singer. No. You're not a lounge. What, what, like, what are you? What kind of singer? Is there a big singing market in Nebraska? What kind of singer are you? Um, Native American. Okay, so you. But where do you perform? Uh, you perform on the reservation, or what? What are we looking? No, at? I oh. go all here. I go all over the different yeah. res, um, different um, reservations. Right? Oh, okay. Exactly. All right. You, all right. Oh, sure. Why not? I'll believe you. All right. Well, here it is. The odd man out. We want you to win, Jason. Get that golden ticket. We'll yep. start. We'll start with question number one. And here we go. We're on our way. These guys have won the home run derby multiple times. We're looking for the one that has not, Jason. That would make that person the odd man out. Understand? Okay. Yep. Okay. A. Yep. Ken Griffey Jr. B, Josh Hamilton, C, Ioannis Cespedes, and D, Prince Fielder. Uh, B. You're going to go with Prince Fielder, okay? Is it Prince Fielder? Whoa, wait, wait, hold on. What did he say? He said D, Prince Fielder. B. Oh, B. You, oh, yeah. I, oh I thought yeah. he said yeah, B. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said D. Wow. No, I said B. All right, well, Coop saved you. Is it uh, B, Josh Hamilton? Yeah, you got it right. Wow. All right. His head no, from, I, I said it, it, B. Well, you got it right. It's B. It's Josh Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Hey, well, well, wasn't, he, wasn't he one of them guys that? Stop. He's probably oh. doing coke somewhere. I don't know what Josh Hamilton is doing. All right, here we go. I okay, hope he's right. sober. I Probably not. All right, here we go. These, these NBA players are in the top five for the highest total contract value a blake griffin b james harden c damian lillard or d russell westbrook Mm. jason the singer is that b what you just said b now you said a no no i said a Uh, oh 
Oh my God! I can't. All right. Uh, it doesn't. You're both. They're both wrong. They're both wrong. The answer was. The answer was D. The answer was D. You got that one wrong. Uh, so you're one and one. Okay, uh, Jason, you're one and one. You're still okay. You got two more right. Question number three for Jason the Singer. These guys have won the All-Star Game MVP in the last decade. A, Alex Rodriguez. B, Mike Trout. C, Mariano Rivera. And D, Melky Cabrera. Remember, this is the odd man out. So you have to figure out the one that has not won the All-Star Game MVP in the last decade. I'm going to go with uh, Rodriguez. All right, Alex Rodriguez is his answer. Yeah. That was number the A answer. Yeah, that's right. You're one right answer away. Good job by you. A-Rod was who we were looking for. And yeah. Here we go. Question four, Jason. All right. You can taste that golden ticket. It tastes like chicken. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I feel it coming. So I was very up in the next question. Okay. <laughs> Are you uh, related in any way to the smoke runner? Who? Okay. All right. Uh, question. No, I'm not. Okay. Question no. number four. These Major League Baseball teams have yet to win 40 games this season. Here we are at the All-Star break. A, the Giants of San Francisco. B, the Royals of Kansas City. C, the Detroit Tigers. And D, the New York Mets. We're looking for the one that obviously has won 40 games this season, making it the odd man out or the odd team out. B. He's going B, Kansas City Royals for the win. Is he right? That's the winner! Jason, yeah. you've done it. You've yeah. got yourself a golden yeah. ticket. I got a golden yeah. ticket. I got a golden ticket. I like the excitement. Yeah, you know, you know, it, took me, it took me about a year to cook. To... All right, who cares? Thank you. You've won. <laughs> Congratulations. We love you. We have time restraints, though. We must move ahead in the broadcast. We'll get to Cowboys Corner. We'll do that. We'll do it next. Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping. Post stories and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll get to Cowboy in a moment. Here's two fun stories. One, new study released today. National Bureau of Economic Research says 20-something men working fewer hours than they did a decade and a half ago. The biggest reason, you guys prefer to play video games than to work. Uh, They say that uh, men aged 21 to 30 worked 12% fewer hours than they did in 2000 uh, because uh, of gaming, time spent gaming. All right, it's awesome. And Tim Tebow has an eight-game hitting streak in Port St. Lucie, which means... He's due to be called up to the Mets, or at least a double-A. He's uh, eight-game hitting streak for Tebow. Let's cowboy up. Cowboy John Brad, Windsor, Ontario. At 5.52 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Monday, July 10th, uh, 2017. O.J. was 70 yesterday. How about John Gray for the uh, home run derby? And Who? Former heavyweight John Gray. Uh, former heavyweight champion, uh, former middleweight champion Jake LeMond is 96 today. Uh, Al McRae 72. Uh, Singer author Greg Kent 69. Former WWE uh, superstar Billy Jack Haynes is 64. I have never used steroids today. 
in 1817 loss to the Philadelphia A's. The Cleveland Indians, Johnny Burnett, went 9 for 11. Who? And, and uh, I'll speak to you people tomorrow morning. Okay, bye. There he goes. Uh, Cowboy John Brad uh, out. Kick the coverage. Warming up. Jeff Schwartz and Jason Martin in for Clay. They'll be talking all morning. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.